Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. On the heels of Money in the Bank, SmackDown, Raw, Fighter Fest, everything live, we are back and better than ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam is in your ears. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, what is going on? Nothing much. Pro Wrestling's back. <laughs> Pro Wrestling is back. Pro Wrestling's back. Pro and I love every second of it. It was is so good. For the week of July 20th, 2021, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the Sons of Slam show on the tweets. Uh, da, da, da. Just wanted to hear that. All right. So. This was kind of a blase, blase week in wrestling. Am I right? Yeah, nothing really happened. Nothing, nothing really happened at all. Um, can I say for the f- first time in a very long time that I think WWE won the week as far as just all around awesomeness? Yes. Yeah. I think I think so. Right. I think that was a very safe bet to say. And uh, listen. We haven't said it much in the past year, but WWE was really on their shit this this past week. It, we haven't. That's right. We have not said, and that's from. Actually, we. I don't think we said it at all. At all. <laughs> I think we, yes. I think this might be the first time. Um. Yeah. What a what a hell of a week for WWE and kudos because we are constantly shitting on them <laughs> for the product that they put out or lack of product they put out, and this has been a really really good week of just quality shit and every single thing that they've done was really good. Um, the past six months is making a lot more sense now with them just repeating things over and over and over again mm. just to lead to this pop of the past two, eh, three shows. Yeah. Between SmackDown, Money in the Bank, and Raw, crowd was electric, and it was yeah. great. I, was, I got goosebumps yeah. when, I was, when I was watching it. It was amazing. Yeah. Between, uh, I mean, AEW... As, as they normally do, I, I, I feel like Tony Khan wants to like kind of get the jump on Vinny when it comes to things. But uh, he came out first with the fans. Um, he did that for a while at uh, Daly's Place before they went on the road. And then WWE followed suit with uh, you know getting fans in the in the arena for SmackDown this past weekend. And uh, man, what what a setup for for Money in the Bank. So yeah, kudos all around. Let's get into some stuff here. Um, as far as the, the week that was and all things wrestling, let the boys be boys. All right. So first off, uh, if you have not watched Money in the Bank, uh, shame on you. Um, and if you haven't watched anything as far as the the between SmackDown and Raw and all the returns and debuts and the debuts. Uh, that happened uh, last uh, three, four days. We, that's what we're here for. So we're going to recap all this stuff for you, for you. And then if you uh, like what you hear, I highly recommend that you go back and just watch every single thing. Hours and hours <laughs> of wrestling content 
because it was definitely worth uh, everything that, that happened this weekend. Um, first off, anything outside the ring that you may have? Um, I do not have ratings for Money in the Bank or Raw because Raw happened last night, and I don't think they're going to release it that quickly. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. That being said, I do have a ratings report for Wednesdays, Dynamite, and SmackDown. Oh, okay. Yeah. According to Spoiler TV, WWE brought in an overnight average of 2.14 million viewers. Good Lord. For their return for their return to live touring. They also garnered a 0.6 rating in the extremely coveted 18 to 49 uh, demographic. That being said, Wednesday's Fighter Fest uh, drew 1.0, 1.025 million viewers on TNT, yes. according to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. This is up 17% from last week's Road Rager edition, which drew 871, so we're starting to get back to that. Yep, okay. And uh, this is what I found interesting because of how much AEW uh, leans on the 18 to 49 demographic. They drew a point four in the key 18 to 49 demo this okay. past week. SmackDown drew a point six. Hmm. It's interesting. That is close. It is close. But it's not. They're not there yet. They're getting there. Right. And they, I feel like AEW this past year has been hanging their hat on the 18 to 49 demographic and how it was better than any other show in, you know, it is better than any other show on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. But it's not better than any other wrestling show. I'm sorry. It's just not there yet. Listen, I love AEW. You're right. It's, it's not. But it's, it's just not there yet. Mm -hmm. they, SmackDown drew twice. But SmackDown's also on Fox. SmackDown is on Fox, and it's also WWE. It's it's a that's another thing. So I, I well, I'm gonna, you're going to hear the the term, but it's also Friday night at eight o'clock. It's well, how Friday. many people between eighteen and thirty are are at home enough to or draw in my case at work <laughs> uh, enough to draw two point one mil. That's what I'm saying. But on Wednesday, um, you're home, right? That's where it kind of. But here here's here's my deal with with WWE and AEW is that WWE will always be Big Brother. And no matter what, and I, you, you will hear what I was going to say was you're, you're going to hear the term casual fan from me several times today uh, because the All right, so drinking game. Everybody take a shot every time he says Every time fan. I say casual fan, so that, that's two for you. Um, you will get the casual fan. Three. Who will, <laughs> who will watch uh, wrestling, and when they watch wrestling, it's WWE because that is the known brand. It's the worldwide leader in sports. Um, but... Entertainment. And entertainment. And so when you, anybody from my fiance who knows nothing about wrestling to to us. Um, who think we know everything. Who think we know wrestling. everything about wrestling and, <laughs> and yet don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you will immediately gravitate to WWE because that is the name. When there's other organizations like ROH, like Impact, like AEW. Who have the? It was just wrestling. So if you if you're if you're an actual fan of wrestling, you might get attracted to something else that offers something different. AEW is great in that it it's it kind of takes whatever WWE does 
in, on an attitude scale and cranks it up, which is great. It also opens the door, the forbidden door, air quotes, to other organizations. And that helps kind of not only for AEW's uh, uh, eyeballs on their product, but to get eyeballs on the product of New Japan, of AAA, of, of other organizations. So when you, if you, again, if you're a fan of, of wrestling, you will get into all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're a casual fan, you will watch WWE. Four. Sorry. So you, when you when you get onto uh, onto WWE and and li- and hear that that about that that product, you're immediately uh, drawn to that, and that's that's it. It's great. It's wrestling. It's WrestleMania. It's SummerSlam. It's all these these things that they put out there. It's John Cena. It's movie stars that are out there. The Rock that come back uh, and come back to wrestle, as we saw this weekend. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get people who uh, who like someone like Goldberg. If you're, yeah, and we'll get into that also. So there's reasons why people like Goldberg come back to WWE is because they are attracting the casual fan and they need those fans for ratings more so than they do for the hardcore fans. That, oh, hello. My TV agreed. So that's, that's my whole point is that you just need to kind of understand why ratings are ratings and why things the numbers are what they are is because first of all it's on Fox, second of all it's WWE and that's the big game in town. Those are that's where the big boys play. I don't want to say that but it's yeah, <laughs> it is. It is where the big boys play. Um yeah. I think the biggest thing about it is that if you look at the numbers it's a it's a 1 to 2 ratio between AEW and and WWE essentially. Cuz it's like Everyone who is a die-hard wrestling fan is going to be watching AEW. So let's say that's about roughly one million people. Mm. But everybody, the casual fan five, might be, you know, just watching here and there, and then they're going, "Oh yeah, there's also this other thing on Wednesday," mm. and that's where I think the the ratings boost comes in. Now is they it, it's all it's a lot of word of mouth still, right? Because they don't have a lot of I'm not going to say they don't have a lot of traction behind them because they do. They they really do. Mm. But it doesn't have that household name yet. Like AEW is not a household name just yet. It's not. It's not. But the funny thing is, is that if you switch over, let's go earlier in the week to Tuesday, that's a WWE product. NXT is under, under the banner, but yet it doesn't have the same numbers, doesn't garner the same attention. As Raw or SmackDown, because that's where the main players are, are playing. Even though it's on USA, Monday Night Raw has has been on for you know forever and a day, and SmackDown is on Fox. So Vince McMahon has the best of both worlds. Actually, the best of of three worlds in that he's on USA, which is owned by NBC. So he has the Peacock Network uh, there. That, that, we'll get into that also because that's that was just some bullshit. Um, and then he has Fox. So he has two networks that are major players. And USA Network is is uh, one of the, not that TNT isn't, but USA is on every single cable subscription plan. So when you get like a basic cable plan, there's USA. Uh, from what I've been told, TNT, TBS is not on that it's not. level. It's not. Which is kind of weird. 
Because you would think that TNT and TBS would be on the same kind of plane with USA, but it's not. USA is also, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it just might be in my house, but it's not. It's also not a part of any basic cable plan anymore. Because hmm. I know, in le, le, legitimately, the cable in my house doesn't have the three to four channels that I need to watch <laughs> wrestling. I don't have TNT. I don't have well. USA. And I don't have ESPN or the Yes Network. So why do you have a TV for? Because all of my elders that I live with like to watch telenovelas and all that stuff, so they get the Hispanic TV package, which messes me up. Those, those elders. Speaking of elders, um, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that Monday Night Raw, the first episode of Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. was January 11th of 1993. Okay. Monday Night Raw is older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that first episode too. I, I remember watching that first Can't say episode. That I do. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember watching that with uh, Vinnie Mac and Macho Man. Um, Vinnie Blue Blazer. Vinnie. Well, blue, well, no, it was. No, hang on a second. Let me finish. Yeah, no, blue, yeah, yeah. Vinnie Mac wearing a wearing blue a blue blazer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Two totally separate people. Yeah. Uh, we digress. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as, as far as it, it, the, the product that AEW gives is amazing. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why people, millions of people love and a- millions, <laughs> millions of people love AEW um, because it, it offers an amazing product. It's just it will. I, I think Tony wants to get on the same level as WCW in comparison. Because listen, nobody thought that WCW could do it. Because it, it was in the shitter also, and they picked up some random producer named Eric Bischoff to get him out from the, the basement, and he did this, just that. Not only did, did he do that, but for 83 weeks, he dominated the big boy. So, listen, never say never, because it could happen. It could happen again. Who knows? You think it will once um, they move to TBS? I, I don't see a difference. I don't, I don't know. I don't see a difference. Well, I mean, WCW was on TBS in the first place. Correct. They were on uh, Saturdays. They had TBS, and then what was Nitro on? Is my point. Uh, TNT. Oh, it was TNT. Yes. Okay. So when t- when Tony Schiavone, yeah, when Tony Schiavone talks about like it's the first time, yeah, when he when when Dynamite first first debuted, he was talking about being on TNT in twenty years. That's the reason why. Okay. okay. Nitro gotcha, was on gotcha. TNT. That makes but yeah, sense. but they 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 split it. They they had like the big show. Nitro was on WC uh, on the TNT, and like they're and sat- he was just known as the Giant by then. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> and then Saturday, their Saturday main event, whatever they called it, uh, was on TBS. So they they split both both channels, which I think was very smart. Thunder, no, that was Thursday. That was Thursday. That was also on uh, TNT. Yeah, uh, that didn't do nearly as well. And I'm hoping every time I, th- I see commercials now for AEW Rampage, I think immediately of Thunder. Thunder, yeah. And how bad that was. <laughs> and, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm just hoping that. They they do a better job than than that for their second show. It's it's, it's a, it's a such hard a thing. Fucked up time slot too. It was a weird. Yeah, they 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 screwed that. They screwed the pooch on that. Um, this is going to be a weird time slot though too. Fridays. Uh, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you talking Rampage. about Rampage? Oh, I thought Ramp- you were talking about. I don't uh, even Thunder. know what time slot <laughs> Thunder was in. I think it was like eight, eight or nine o'clock or whatever it was on a, on Thursday eight nine o'clock. See, going, that's okay. Going up, but going up against like NBC at the time had like I believe it was there was Friends. There was like, Not on Thursday. Yeah, it was on Thursday. Friends was on Thursday. Yes, I don't. I don't. 
Yes. Dude, you're talking to the wrong person about the late about the late nineties. Oh, Lord. Yes. Friends was on Thursday, so it's. I remember ninety nine. You're talking barely. about. You're talking about comparison, like all that that lineup of of uh, Thursday night NBC, you know, like Seinfeld and all that shit was on Thursdays. So that, all of that was on. It's Damn, hard. Thursdays were fire. Thursdays were fire. <laughs> Damn. Thursdays were fire. Um, yeah, that was like the big the big night of of comedy and TV. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, digress. So hopefully we we can see some things pick up here as far as AEW goes. But it's it, again, it's an amazing product. It as of right now, it's not going to be on the same level. And WWE showed why this week because they just holy shit, <laughs> they they blew them out. Um, they really show. They really just whipped their thing on the table. <laughs> it's like okay. I was like, "This is what we're working." Now we're now we're back, and yeah. I, I feel like I, let's I, see what you got, Tony. I, I went. I want to clarify something also. As far as we we had a, our our text thread with Stephen, and uh, he 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 mentioned how how much better Raw is uh, now, um, and I said the fans make a huge difference, and then he said, "What was his, his point?" Is he thinks that there's more? Uh, let me pull this up. But uh, he thinks that there's more, uh, more being done in the creative sense backstage. Now, yeah, now because because I, fans are back because of fans. <laughs> so it's, we're, it's, we're back to, to we're back to my original point. Is that you lead the goose to slaughter, right, or right. the goose and the gander? I forgot which it's, which it's metaphor. An, I was it's in a, go it's with. in a full circle. So y- you have to end the Thunderdome era, as Drew McIntyre said, never go back to that again, which is great. Um, that was that was for the time for the you know you really didn't have a choice so you know it wasn't like we wanted to be on a screen while not in the arena. But go ahead. He said, uh, "Not even just the fans. I feel like someone backstage is actually putting effort into putting on the show and being into putting on the show and being creative." I feel like okay into that which end. which is probably true, but I think it's also have to it also has to do with the fans being there. Absolutely, they could skate by with just the Thunderdome for the past six. You know, especially for the past six months with Raw, right? It's just been the same shit every day, right? It's every Monday, repeating over and over, right? And now that there are fans back in attendance, there has to be someone who's going to be like, "Listen, this is not what the fans are going to want. This is what we got to." They, you know, what CM Punk said is now coming into fruition. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry. What CM Punk said that led to what Triple H said about how now... Remember when the McMahons were in the ring, including Mm. Triple H? Mm. And they were like, we're going to start listening to the fans. Mm. And that was, I don't know, (laughs) nine years ago at this point. (laughs) And now they're going to have to start listening to the fans or else they're just not going to... And now that there is other alternatives in wrestling, they're going to have to start listening to us. You say that now, but Vince has never been one to. They, I think that was all that whole promo that they they cut with the authority. It was pandering. I think it was pandering, and it was just all for show. Yeah, because of course it was. There's no way in hell that if Keith Lee uh, would debuted dur- with fans in the arena, and not during the Thunderdome era, that he would have been gone since January. No, absolutely not. Um, it, it, it's it's one thing to say it, and and it's another thing to kind of just. Do your own thing, yeah. Which Vince, at the end of the day, does his own thing, and so all storylines end through him. And we've seen things like Monday Night Raw, where you can have even even under your own umbrella, still shit on your own product. Um, but as long as he thinks it's worthy, then he'll put it out there, no matter what. And so, like 
Jimmy Uso. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's I, I my my point being is that I, it, nothing nothing would have changed had it not been for the fans. Yes, nothing absolutely. nothing would have changed as far as the excitement goes and the level of product because you saw it on SmackDown, you saw it on Raw, you saw it on Money in the Bank. Just how hyped everybody was to get back into the arena with people actually watching you and being around and, and having that vibe. And it's not a coincidence, dude. It's not a coincidence that it's it's so much better now that there are people in the in the arena, as opposed to Absolutely. a week ago, one week ago when it was just kind of like, oh, this is the last last one, and it was just the same shit over and over. Now it, it immediately the switch turns on seven days later. It's not a coincidence. It's not at all. Especially we had what f- seven returns in in two <laughs> episodes, yeah, and, and a pay per view and a pay per view, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I love wrestling. <laughs> I really do. It just it was just so awesome to to watch everything that that transpired this entire week. Um I do have one thing outside the ring before we get into uh a lot of other things here uh that happened. So September 17th Smackdown in Atlanta is apparently canceled. Uh they did not report an official reason, but it was likely due to ticket sales. F4W online reports that they had only sold around 1,700 tickets as of last week. It was noted that low ticket sale results was the likely reason that they pulled the event. So I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, well, here we go. Uh, PW Insider reports that Knoxville, Tennessee will now host the event. And that town will turn out for Bianca Belair if she's the hometown hero. So, yeah. Is she, is she losing? Is she going to lose? It's her in, hometown. In her hometown, would she lose? I don't know. Does, does she lose? I just found it interesting that they're like, all right, this city doesn't want it, and Atlanta doesn't want it. All right, we'll move somewhere else. And then, oh, you guys want it. Okay. I think they weren't too mad that Atlanta doesn't want it. I think it's just like, hey, listen, all right, <laughs> we get it. You guys got another thing. We'll go somewhere else. <laughs> well, I mean, do they? Well, they, well, they did. What, Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. What? Turner. Turner's based out of Atlanta. Yeah, isn't but it? They, they have most of their stuff in Florida, don't they? Yeah. Well, so does WWE. I guess so. This is true. <laughs> WWE well, is a northeast territory, and it was based out of Florida for the past that's because, two years. That's because Florida just doesn't recognize COVID, apparently, and all things down in Florida were you were immune to all things disease. Yep, um, even pretty though, much. Even though now numbers are spiking through the roof again. Yeah, Delta. What are you going to do? Am I right? Um, yeah. So Delta turns out it's a form of COVID and weed. Look at that. <laughs> and airline. And airline. <laughs> airline. Shitty airline. Shitty, shitty weed. I want to go shitty COVID. Look I want to. Let's, let's fly on Delta and drink a Corona. How about that? Uh, let's see here. So you think that hey, really quickly? Do you think that Delta numbers are going to start going up too, like the airline? Because you know how like Corona took a big hit and then it just started to slowly come back and mm. back and back. Delta's going to take a big hit and then they're going to be like, I love that. people are just stupid. Are, you, <laughs> are we going to get the virus if we go on a Delta flight? If I drink a Corona, what? I don't know. How does that make sense? Yeah, I know. Um, by the way, I also found this one. This story also uh, interesting. And Charlotte Flair admitted that before WrestleMania 35, she was pissed at ESPN's coverage because if you watch the bottom third, uh, so the bottom third, if you're watching oh. anything, is basically in, in TV term is the the uh, it has your name on the bottom of the screen and then it has like some sort of description of who you are or what you've yeah. done. So while she's on ESPN. It said Charlotte Flair, daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair, as if she hadn't done. Just as, just as much now an eleven time champion. Just as just as much, if we not more. Out. We did find that out. Thank L- God. Eleven times. They they said it many times. I was right. Thank I just you. Want to point that out. There you go. Um, 
as if she hasn't had not done just as much, if not more, than her father. That's that's just a little. She's done almost as much as her father already in the five years that she's been a and I, and she a, will continue main event wrestler. and she will do more. Oh than, yeah, and then him, and the fact that she is by far a much more superior wrestler than he ever was. Don't let that fool you too, because if you watch. No no, 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 no! If you watch Ric Flair's matches, they're all of like the, the, you'll you'll basically put Ric Flair, John Cena, and Goldberg in the same category of move sets. Whereas Charlotte Flair, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Ricochet, like they're all in another tier of wrestler when it comes to moves. Okay, you're saying that Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair are the same kind of wrestler. As far all, as far all as I'm, talent, all I'm saying, as far as talent, not mic work. As far as talent, all I'm saying is I have not seen I have not seen Charlotte Flair do multiple uh, Iron Man sixty minute Iron Man matches in a week. Okay, but you, she main evented WrestleMania. She let me so did Flair. So let me see the last time that Ric Flair did a a a a, a uh, let's see a backflip off the top rope onto Rhea Ripley. But that's not him. Okay, but he doesn't have a. I'll give you this. He's she, definitely a bet. She's definitely a better gymnast than Ric Flair was. She's a better wrestler than Ric Flair. I'm sorry, Ric Flair was great on the mic, and he was a, a talent to put over other wrestlers. But he and so is Charlotte. But ask anybody. We just saw it, dude. You, you gotta ask anybody, man. As far as Ric Flair, and if you watch any match that he has, it's very limited. It's limited in his, in his his set. He's he was a great all time wrestler. I'm not I'm not taking that. I'm not yeah. taking it away from him. Yeah. But if you watch a match of his. There, you won't find other than a, a chop, uh, a kick here, a figure four there. Like it's very like minuscule as far as what he does in the ring. But his, the psychology that he brings to to a wrestling I, match, I get is, it, is I, I get unrivaled. It. This is very true. I, I understand that. And you know what I mean? He's yes, and so she, but she takes that. And I'm watching the match. Who with, is Charlotte's Ricky Steamboat? <sighs> Becky. Okay. Now, who's a bigger star, Charlotte or Becky? <laughs> exactly, but that just that that gives that just goes to show how good the two of them are. You're all talking, right. dude. You're talking about '70s and '80s wrestling, where it was just all you had to do was put somebody in a in a in a chokehold for five minutes and do a body slam and a drop kick. Like things have accelerated so much as far as as far as moves go. Now she is a much better wrestler than he is, or was, or ever was. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I would say as far as entertainer goes. Oh, that's well, another yeah. dis- that's another discussion. Well, it's not. He's a way better entertainer. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll give you that. But as far as wrestler goes, she I'm watching the the match with her and, and Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, there's the, the shit that she does. This is why she's probably the greatest wrestler, female wrestler of all time. Yeah, it, which it, is why that Peacock special was absolutely absurd. I give it to Trish. Sure, mm. Trish is number two. Yeah, Charlotte's number one. Who was number one? I think they put Trish number one. Oh. So Charlotte was number two? I have no idea. I didn't watch it. I just know no. that Trish was number one in that special. I would like to see the numbers on that. I will watch it this week, hopefully. No, I'm, and, saying, uh, I'm saying as far as like who they rated. Report back. I th- I'm pretty sure it's it's Trish number one. And they probably put it. Charlotte's probably in the top five, I would say. I don't, th- I don't see why Charlotte's not number one. It doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Hmm. And we can't really find it, which Uh-oh. sucks. Oh, there we go. Let's see if we have the, this list here because I am now interested in seeing if they. I don't think they're gonna. 
no. Well, no, by, by the end of the show, I want to find I want to find the actual list and go over this. Uh, anything else outside the ring that you have before we get into? I do not the week that was. All right, um, I'm trying one more time. I'm going to try one more time. I think this might be it. Here we go. Uh, Raw Women's Oscar five, China four, Becky Lynch three, Charlotte Flair two, Trish Stratus one. See, I don't, your, I your, don't agree. Your with thoughts? That. You don't agree. I, I would switch the top two. And why is it okay? You switch the top two. Yes. And Sasha Banks is not in in the top five. Compared to, uh, yeah. Oh, here's the full list. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, or you just look at this list. Okay, so Tony, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get Tony it Storm at fifty. Let's. I'm just gonna keep going. Tony Storm. Let's see any any notable names here. Uh, they have Shotzi Blackheart at forty six. Kelly Kelly at forty five. I don't see how that's a thing. Um, she was actually gorgeous, but never wrestled. Uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Layla forty two. Io Shirai twenty five. Hmm. Who was forty two? Layla. Layla forty two. Okay. Let's see Natalia twenty, Rhea Ripley twenty one, Stephanie McMahon is at twenty three. Okay. Okay, Paige at seventeen, I think is absurd. I think it's a little low for her. I think it's very low. Yeah. Paige is. I, I'll even. Uh, Paige is top fifteen for sure, but I'd put Paige in the top ten. Let's do top fifteen. So Molly Holly at fifteen. Okay. Victoria fourteen. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss thirteen. Okay. Mickey James twelve. Okay. Becky. Okay. No, uh, Beth Phoenix at eleven. Okay. Bailey now top ten. Bailey ten. Okay. I think she should be higher than that. Uh, Ronda Rousey, nine. Okay. Uh, I don't agree with that. I, think, I don't I, agree with that either. I think she, for her very short time. I'm so happy you said it. I don't agree with that I, I think for her very short time, she did a great job. I just think yeah. that she could probably be in the top 50, if, if, especially if if you have Stephanie McMahon in, in this list, but I don't think she should be top 10. Well, if we're talking fighters, yeah, it's Ronda Rousey and probably Shayna Baszler. Okay, well, top fighters. We're, we're not talking, talking fighters, we're talking wrestlers. We're talking wrestlers. Uh, Lita, eight. Okay. Alundra Blaze seven, okay. Sasha Banks is six, so she's right outside the top five, and then Oscar, China, Becky, Charlotte, and Trish. I would go as far to say that the top five, my top five, is at five, should be Sasha Banks. Okay, five Sasha Banks, four Becky Lynch, three China, two Trish, and one Charlotte. And at six is Lita. Yeah, I put I put Lita up there too because Lita, Lita and Trish. Judging by the top five that they have, exactly. But judging by the top five that they have here, Mm. you have to like that is pretty much solid. But you have to put Lita in that because of how close she was to Trish Stratus in superstardom. Yeah, and she also almost single handedly brought back T bars. Anytime I can get a reference, I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would replace Rousey with I'm trying try to think top ten here. Uh, Fucking Paige. Yeah, Paige maybe. You have to. Paige is high, seventeen. Wow. I I beg to do I beg to differ. I think Paige is a great wrestler. I put Paige top fifteen. I'll tell I'll I'll do you one better. I would I would uh, switch Mickey James and Ronda Rousey. Okay, fair enough. Because Mickey James is, a, is a, an amazing e- women's wrestler. Either either Mickey James or Beth Phoenix. Yeah, e- either one of like those. Those two. two being out of the top ten is is kind of weird. Yeah. Now I'm not the biggest Alundra Blaze fan. I could I could do without her being in the top ten. Okay. I don't know her skill set that well, if I'm being honest. 
I, I think it was. I don't know if she's worthy of being a top ten wrestler. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie McMahon, absolutely fucking not. She, I'm sorry. I'll put her at fifty-one because exactly. <laughs> there's no way she should be in the top fifty. I'd put. I would put. If you want to put Stephanie McMahon in there, you put her at fifty just to be like, hey, listen. Right. Right. And the Bella Twins not being top twenty-five is absurd to me too. I just I'm going to put that out there. Really. They're 26, but for them not being in the top 25 is like, come on. 26. She has um, the longest wim- Divas women's. I mean, there's no Divas men, sure. No, but like, <laughs> is she, she's the longest reigning Divas champion of all time. Right. Is she also, did someone hold the women's championship longer is my question. I mean, Raw or SmackDown because we we're not talking. Bailey. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right, so Bailey, my bad. There you go. And she's in the top ten. Where is Mula? Did we see Mula in this? Wow, we did not. She is not here. All right, so I'm immediately. That's just bullshit. <laughs> that's at, this whole fucking list is the whole is, list. The, you, it's fakakta. <laughs> it's just it. Get the fuck out of here. I think uh, so. Here's my thoughts on Mula. Mula, uh, the fabulous Mula, is the Put female. Bull Nakano. I love Bull, but Bull Nakano <laughs> and fabulous Mula is not on there. This is true. Uh, Bull, uh, Fabulous Mula is the female equivalent of Bruno San Martino and should be on here. I think, I think, if I if I had to take my guess, my guess is here. I would say that they she is off this list that is on Peacock and in WWE oh, because, yeah, because of her of, yeah. past indiscretions. Yeah, it's her treatment of women. Her treatment of women, ironically. Got who her treated, off the list of women. Here's 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 a question: yeah. Who treated women worse? Uh, Fabulous Mula, Fabulous Mula, or Ric Flair? <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things, Fabulous Mula. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Fabulous Mula, without a doubt. Um, Maurice up there, Jazz. Like everybody else, I agree with them being all right. Nikki Cross, top fifty. That's uh, okay. That just stop. <laughs> hey, she's champion right now. She is. That's she's true. Bumped up now. Now she's gonna be forty-two. No, now <laughs> she should be fifty-one. <laughs> what? That makes no sense. She should have went from seventy-five to fifty-one. 75. That would have been her jump. She is now. I, I couldn't even name seventy-five women. She is now. <laughs> she is now forty-three. <laughs> uh, by the way, no. Uh, I was gonna say if, if even Marie was on here and Sonya Deville on there too. Sonya Deville is number forty-seven. You have Sonya Deville and Nikki Cross in there, but you don't have Fabulous Mula. Well, again, atrocious. Well, we atrocious. Again, we know why. If we, give if, we a get, fuck. if we can get well, you do because you're talking about a, a biased list. If you get an unbiased list, then she'll be on that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta like think of where you're getting the source from. But I want to talk about bias. Gail Kim is on there. Do you know how much shit <laughs> she's talked about the WWE in the past? This is very true. Very, that's very true. Yeah. What number was she? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. And she was amazing, but yeah, she's shit all over WWE. Yeah. Well, still does. But listen, they also have China at number four. And speaking of uh, shit talk. More like shit play. But <laughs> And if yeah, this you, has gone off the rails. If you watch it has gone off the rails. If you watch the documentary that they that they had with uh with her on um what's that vice? You see the Vice or AD? I think or it's, you almost said AEW again. I did. Uh, uh, I a- think it was a- Vice Andy. this time. Okay. Yeah, so Vice had a, uh, a doc on China and that whole, we talked about it, uh, this as far as the, the nonsense that she went through and 
how she got played by her manager and in her final days wanted to reconcile and actually showed footage of her walking into you know titan tower and immediately getting the boot right out <laughs> and that nobody wanted to talk to her um isn't that something though like there there are wrestlers that like let's we'll take ultimate warrior for instance so triple h sought after him to induct him into the hall of fame again he couldn't talk more shit about them if he tried. He went off on WWE on many occasions, and not only that, talked racist and homophobic shit on a tour, on a speaking tour, if you watched his doc, on both a and and Vice, and yet he was still invited back. But yet China could not get that invitation back. It's because Triple H just so despised her that mm-hmm. he, he was like, absolutely not for her. Here's the thing. She she couldn't even get recognition for for uh, for DX. There's uh, there's getting inducted. two things. Number one, it's probably Stephanie. Okay, it's probably Stephanie McMahon. She doesn't want to show the little girls at home that it's okay to go out and shoot porn. But meanwhile, let's see who else is on this list here. We have Sable at sixteen. Where that's just Playboy. It's different. Okay, she was nude. Let's see who else. Uh, Who's you have Sable at sixteen? Who's number seventeen? Let's say, <laughs> <laughs> let's stay on that. How about that? So Sable's sixteen and Paige is seventeen. So both. And speaking, speaking of porn, hello. <laughs> Paige is going to go into the Hall of Fame, and she's been in her own self-made porn with. But that's the difference. A third, a, third, a third of New Day. <laughs> so. That is 100% true. <laughs> a third of New Day and a former Raw General Manager. <laughs> um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Maurice. All over Playboy. Uh, and and thank, thank Notice, you. but hang, hang on. Notice Candace Michelle's not in there. Well, she wasn't really. But she did professional porn. Uh, she did, Well, it was softcore. Um, it's still professional. Not that I know anything, but anyway. Uh, yeah, not that we've studied Not that we've studied it at all. Shanti Blackheart. What nude. about Shanti Blackheart? She has nudes on- online. Uh, let's see here. Caitlin. Caitlin is number 49. She barely wrestled, and she has all kinds of nudes on. Oh, on yeah, over yeah. So I, I think the the moral of the story is that hypocrisy go- it's, it's is bullshit. Google. It's the Google of it. <laughs> if you go it's, into it's Google. All, it's all hypocrisy. Yes, good. And type in someone's name, that's what comes up. That's why they don't have a lot of uh, certain words in the WWE. Because you just type those name that that word into Google. Mm. That's a big thing with Vince. Mm. It's like how is it going to be perceived by the public? Which I get for sure. Well, some of the, some of those names like I just don't understand. Uh, anything else that we can uh, talk about really outside before we get into all this good stuff? Not on my end. Um, I, I want to point one thing out. If you see a post by Becky Lynch on the day that that there's a pay per view, expect her not to be there. See, and she does. I'm, I guarantee she's she's putting those out there every single time. And then when she does it again, you're like, oh no, she's not going to be there. She'll be there. This is the John Cena effect. <laughs> John Cena is notorious for doing this. He'll put he'll put a little thing out there, and if you see him, it, like he would just sometimes he would just drop a picture. By the way, Karrion Cross now being on the main roster. And John Cena also being there at the same time. Mm. If that comes to fruition, that'd be amazing. Uh, but the biggest one was when John Cena posted about, uh, he posted a picture of AJ Styles on the day of the Royal Rumble. Okay. In 2016. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. John posted it. Now it's not going to happen. Right. 
and then number three pops up and it's AJ Styles. They know how to work. The, they know how to work the trolls on the internet. I will. I will give WWE credit though, as far as nobody, 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 nobody knew what was going to happen at the end of Money in the Bank. There was not one name or iota of a mention, or Monday Night Raw for that matter. Actually, one person did know what was going to happen at the end of Monday Night Raw, and it's Steven. I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> okay. He did say that in the group chat, and it's the one thing I'll give him credit for. I didn't think he was, she was going to do it so soon. But anyway, um, we'll get to that. What, do you have anything else before we nope. get on to it? Okay, let's start with let's start with Fighter Fest and AEW's, not a um, your July 14th edition of AEW Dynamite, which was Fighter Fest Night 1. From the HEB Center in Cedar Park, Texas, and starting off, you know, <laughs> there there are certain moments in wrestling where you just immediately pop, and you're sitting in your seat. You're like, "Holy shit, this is this is awesome!" This out of the gate for me, sitting on the couch that you see before you, I popped hard <laughs> because. For which part? Like For the match the, just in the intro. Just intro. the intro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just the intro. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. The, yeah, the I- intro, w- I popped big time. Big time. So, John Moxley, your IWGP United States champion. It's a lot to get out. That is a lot. Uh, taking on Carl Anderson. And when Wild Thing played, just the, the intro with the guitar, and Moxley comes out with Eddie. The, first of all, not only did I pop hard, and, and you said you did too, but the, the crowd just went insane. Like just absolutely nuts. <laughs> it's like it's like Rick Vaughn was was about to pitch. <laughs> you make my heart sing. And uh, someone said it on uh, online that Dean here made the greatest career move of his life by leaving WWE. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going going to Japan, which ultimately ended up him with him in AEW. That was the, the best career move he could have possibly made was to switch over. And now he is he is what. He should have been in WWE, which we talked about last week. The idea of Roman and Seth getting that glory and Dean kind of, even though he was the first champ, being on the back end of the shield. And now he is one of the most popular wrestlers in, in the world. Uh, so yeah, so Moxie, uh, <laughs> there, there was one, that one spot where they were on the ramp and, and Anderson uh, suplexed him on, uh, Moxie onto the ramp and like the, the back of his head. Um, just just an amazing uh, match. I I love the the new thing now where AEW does a lot, and if you notice it, and actually WWE did it at the end of uh, Money in the Bank, but AEW does it a lot. Is that they will take whoever is the outside presence, and they did it with the main event of Fighter Fest also. Whoever is the outside presence that's going to interfere and be the bad guy, so to speak, the other person will basically take them out into the crowd. And just get rid of them. And now it's just down to the main people in the match. Yeah. So, like, in this case, it was uh, Doc, Doc Allos, who was outside the ring, you know, causing mischief, whatever. And, and Eddie Kingston, basically, the two of them go at it and fade into the, the crowd. And, and then the now exact just, same thing happened in the, in the main event. In the main event. <laughs> the exact same thing happened in the main event. And an equal big pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we had that match. John Moxley retains and is immediately uh, challenged to this week's tomorrow's uh fighter fest night two with moxley taking on uh lance archer so we have the another murder hawk monster texas's own we have another lance archer we have another uh iwgp match uh, not only do we have another iwgp match we have another 
Texas Deathmatch. And not only do we have another Texas Deathmatch, we have another Texas Deathmatch for the IWGP champ, U.S. Championship. When's the last time Moxley defended the belt twice in a row? Two weeks in a row? Yeah. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. He um, went a year without defending it. Yeah. Period. Now all of a sudden it's, it's just He all won it against Lance Archer. I think he had two other uh, title defenses and won those and then just didn't wrestle with I, I'm asking this just out of be, me being naive and not knowing. Is Tony trolling WWE and saying that they have a relationship with New Japan and that now just here's, here's the IWGP belt like in your face? Yes. Here, here's your relationship right here. Here's here's what I think happened. Mm. I think the opposite happened. Okay. I think the WWE was trying to troll Tony in saying that we had we are looking into a working relationship with New Japan. Okay. And then AEW came out and was like, "Oh no, it's actually us. We have the working relationship." Okay, so you think WWE was the trolls? I think it's W. It's legitimately WWE versus everyone right now. Oh sure. Everyone's getting together and having a grand old time. And WWE is just sitting there behind a window going, and we still got some good shit over here. Which <laughs> and, they do. And they do. Which they do. <laughs> and they prove that. <laughs> they did. They proved it hard. But, you know, the uh with the the ending of Slammiversary, which we'll talk about after AEW. Okay. We'll, we'll get not the whole thing is Slammiversary. Yeah, no, just, we don't got enough end. time for just, that. Just the end. Just the end. Nothing mattered except the end. Right, just the end. <laughs> um and next up was the FTW World Championship uh, with Taz on commentary. You had Absolute Ricky Starks versus the Machine Brian Cage. And I will tell you right now, after hearing, and I, I've heard it many times, but watching Ricky Starks in his intro, another hard pop from me. And I, I, I'm thoroughly now a huge fan of Ricky Starks. I was a fan of his because he was on just on the mic work that he did. But now as a wrestler, I'm a huge fan. And his intro was amazing. And that music, his, his intro music... Uh, that that he has, I have now on my workout playlist. Because really, it's, just, it's some, for some reason it just it just I don't know. It's very catchy. <laughs> I gotta put a wild thing on that playlist for me. There you go. I'll just get goosebumps on the elliptical, just going. Oh, the, the major league, dang. the major league uh, version. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Not the not the the trogs version. Yeah, no, no. Um, so Ricky Starks comes out and uh, with that that his his theme song, I'm I'm all about uh, your champion Brian Cage and uh, <laughs> the the. The ass kicking that Starks took from Cage, but the swerve that happened uh, at the end of the match was uh, very smartly done. Yes, <laughs> I, I will say that, that how they they pulled that off was was great. Um, he had Hobbs ho- basically holding the belt outside the ring with Hook. And uh, by the way, are we ever going to see Hook wrestle at any point in, in life? You know, once he gets to being an okay wrestler, an adult, um, an adult. Yeah, he's like five. <laughs> he's like he's like like ten years old. Um, pretty sure he was born by the time like his his dad was a commentator already. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so Hobbs had the belt, had the FTW belts, and Starks at one point the, towards the end of the match went for the belt, and Hobbs pulled it away from him. And so you, I, we were kind of like, oh shit, okay, I see where allegiances lie here. Hobbs then gets on the apron. Uh, Cage goes to whip himself into the ropes, and Hobbs knocks him in the head with the belt. Yep. Starks pulls the, uh, which I find funny that Starks is so skinny and, and Cage is huge, and he pulled, he did a uh, he pulled a um, a spear on him. <laughs> it's like this little guy's gonna spear it's a good Cage. Spear. It was a good spear. It was a very impressive spear, especially the flip at the end. 
uh, Stark Spears uh, cage, and he gets the win, and he, we have a new FTW champion. And so it was basically the perfect way of getting who was already on the outside looking in, Brian Cage, out of Team Taz. And so now you have a whole Team Taz with Starks and Hook and Hobbs and, and Taz himself. And uh, I thought it was just, it was very well done the way they, they pulled it off. And so, uh, great match. I, the entire night was just nothing but really good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, a new champion, Rick Starks. New. Uh, and, then, and then Cody Rhodes comes out and goes right to the broadcast table. That boy was pissed. Um, calling out Malachi Black, he then goes to the ring. He said, please answer the call. This is Fighter Fest and I feel like fighting. And so Malachi was not in the ring. He showed up on the screen. And then he goes into a story about, basically, long story short, about taking a horse uh, that's had its time and taking it out back and killing it. And that's basically his analogy for Arn Anderson. And um, I thought it was Dusty. Well, no, it was the whole point of and the whole his attack. He said, uh, let's "See, uh, Malachi said when I when I look at you and Arn in the eyes last week, it just wasn't there anymore, Cody." And then Cody said, why don't you come down here now and take a better look? <laughs> Which is, I thought was a perfect line. And then Malachi saying, I hope you, I'm hoping you would say that. And then the lights go back out again. I, I hope that that's his thing from now on, that the lights just go go out. Because I, I can't wait to be in the, the old arena. Undertaker gimmick. I just can't wait to be in the arena when that happens and you see Malachi end up in the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right about that. Be, oh, we're cool. going to a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. Show. So, but yeah, we're going to a wrestling show. So, yeah, by the way, <laughs> if anybody is in the New York area, I said it before. Newark on September 16th or uh, in Queens. We're going back to back. <laughs> Queens, September 22nd uh, at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. We, are, we will be there. Please hit us up on Twitter and let us know. And uh, we're going to have a full rager uh, tailgate party. So come on down. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, they they go at it. Uh, officials separate them, uh, Malachi and Cody. And that is the end of that. Uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Tully Blanchard. Uh, backstage and Santana Ortiz basically uh, toy with him with uh, Tully and uh, he'll eventually get his revenge later on. Tony Schiavone interviewing uh, Adam Page in the ring and then uh, the Elite come out and you know what? I I gotta say Young Bucks were actually right. They were like, Hangman, you screwed us. You you basically you you turned your back on us and uh, Matt Jackson, you remember, remember us? We were the best friends that you abandoned, and I could smell your from your breath that you still you're still hitting the bottle. <laughs> There's no one to blame but yourself. But let's face it, you're the next great wrestling tragedy. Wow, that was big. That was big. <laughs> that was huge. That was big. That was huge. Um, I'm trying to fast forward here. So, so the they basically came up with a stipulation now that uh, uh, that wrestling just loves to do. Um, so since Adam Page is the the number one contender. He's going, he's going to go after Omega at some point. But Omega, went in, in his whispers with Callus, came up with the idea, which, of course, I'm sure was already established backstage, that uh, they'll have a six-man tag. Is that what they said? Six-man or eight-man? Um, let's see here. Uh, I thought it was eight. I thought it was a four-on-four. Five-on-five. Five on five. Okay, so it's... So he said, why don't you make, make it you and your guys in the goon squad versus me in the elite? Five on five elimination style. That's not the match I want, Kenny, but if that's what it takes, and if we win that match, I get a shot at your AEW World Championship, and these guys get a shot at the Young Bucks for the tag belts. And he did not specify which of these guys. Which of these guys, right. I'm, I'm hoping it's it's uh, 
Hungi and uh, yeah, Sylvan Reynolds. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, you didn't know their names. Uh, not in the moment, no. <laughs> Silver and Reynolds, yes. Uh, I've got a suggestion. After we beat beat your guys, not only do your boys lose their shot at the tag titles, but also lose their your shot at my belt too. All right. Um, I'm listen. I'm in. I'm in. And the biggest thing that he said was right at the end. At goes, the very end, Kenny, the Dark Order does not back down from a fight. So officially, he is part of Dark Order. Is that the deal? He is part of the Dark Order. I think. It's I true. think it was really official when he started wearing purple. Mm. I think that's when it really came out. When he 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 came out in a cowboy shirt that was in purple. Right. Right. <laughs> but now it's official. The Dark Order does not back down from a fight. He he should he just destroy destroy the Dark Order and and call it call it a day. Uh, Chris Jericho being interviewed backstage, and Sean Spears bashes him in the throat. That looks really looked really painful. <laughs> Bash him in it the did. throat, and uh, MJF basically saying now that he has to go through this this gauntlet. That uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, he's going to fight his his first match in this gauntlet against the chairman, uh, Sean Spears. Uh, Matt Hardy taking on Christian Cage, which uh, it, it could, they couldn't hype this up or mention it enough that this going back twenty three years, and. Uh, the the idea of the two of them going at it in in their forties, uh, late forties, and pulling off an amazing match is a f- was a feat. Um, I, I did like how they they had their their collar and elbow tie up in the beginning of the match, which basically ended up outside the ring, and they were still in the collar <laughs> and uh, elbow tie up uh, for about a good minute or two. Um, fast forward to the end, and the the, the back and forth with. Uh, uh, Hardy trying to trying to hit his uh, twist of fate and uh, Christian getting getting the kill switch finally getting the kill switch on Hardy and he is undefeated in AEW. Have we seen a yep. Jungle Boy entrance in a full capacity crowd? Not in Daly's place in an arena. Uh, not in Daly's place. Like in the past two weeks, right? I don't. I don't think so. Think so. I think it was a really missed opportunity to not have Jungle Boy's music playing there. True, but did you see his reaction? I did. I did let's, notice his reaction. Let's talk about that really quick. So, so uh, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy have have become friends with Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus lifting up Cage at the end of the match. With a, well, go back a little bit because the Hardy family kind of came out and we're going to beat up on Christian Cage, and then uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy came out to make the save. Luchasaurus puts Christian Cage on his shoulders and brought and Jungle Boy is looking at him like, what the hell is this? A little dissension. A little bit. What's going on? I don't like it. I like the Jurassic Express. Yeah, so do I. But I also want... So is Jungle Boy going to turn Jungle heel? Bo- yeah, I want Jungle Boy to turn heel. You do? <laughs> There's a little, little uh, jealousy going on there. I want Jungle Boy to turn heel and then extract Anna J from the Dark Order. And just have them go off on a Macho Man Elizabeth type of uh, <laughs> run. That lucky son of a bitch. Good God. Win the lottery on that one. Uh, so you told he you- won the lottery twice. He's Luke Perry's son, and he is dating one of the most beautiful women in pro wrestling right now. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> and he's I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm shocked and stunned. Uh, Shivani's interviewing uh, Dr. Britt Baker. Um, DMD. Uh, before their match tomorrow night. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and she just kept going on and on about the fact that oh that was the best line of the night was uh, Vicky Guerrero. Basically, she basically said Vicky Guerrero will stay relevant in wrestling forever because of her last name. 
<laughs> but in Hyla Rose, I will put you back in uh, irrelevancy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the, the two of them got it, uh, and then they they the two of them had re- rebuttals backstage. Uh, Moxley having choice words for Lance Archer backstage for their their uh, rematch uh, tomorrow night. The Spanish God Sammy Guevara taking on Wheeler Yuta, and I know that I, I do like the fact that. Um, and WWE actually started doing this also with their return to fan fandom, um, but their recap of him of Wheeler Yuta. If you didn't, never noticed him, never met, saw him, like I I haven't. But he's been I on, did not either. He's been on Dark AEW Dark. Sure, um, he's been on that. Sure, uh, <laughs> on Elevation. So he's been on these other shows, but now he's being called up. So I'm assuming again these are. Uh, like it's like a sub territory of dynamite, basically. Yeah, they always were. And remember that thought because I'm going to talk to you later on about NXT and and what it it's what they're advertising it as, but what it actually is in the end. In the end, yep. what, it, what it's it, it was always supposed to be, but they're trying to you know. Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, I feel like Wheeler Yuta will be someone to watch, and uh, I, I do like the fact that and listen. I, it's their young boy. It's weird. <laughs> well, essentially, it, essentially, but it's weird. It's weird on this end now. It's like when we watch, we talk about NXT and we would talk about WWE and being the casual fan <laughs> of a product, Six. and you know, know, knowing people who were in NXT like Karrion Cross and seeing them come over to uh, Raw or SmackDown, but not really watching Dark. And so we are we are we casual fans of Seven AEW as opposed to WWE. We'd have to be. We have to consider ourselves that because we didn't know who this person was. If we were that hardcore into AEW, we wouldn't. We would be watching Dark, just like we watch NXT. I don't have enough time. I, <laughs> I just. I'm don't. not saying. Listen, I'm not saying. To, to start, now we have to watch all this other shit, and including Impact Wrestling and all. I'm not. That that's not what we do. We, we usually stick with the main products. But I'm just pointing out uh, the the similarities, uh, the analogy uh, that that some people, like you just said, also don't don't have the time, or just want to watch the main product, and that is Dynamite. And so we didn't know who Wheeler Yuta was until we saw him on Dynamite. But he's been on Dark for how many weeks now? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So he's been on there for a while. My point being, he's been on there for a while. So we haven't seen him until now. But the equivalent being is that if we had never watched NXT and see Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw. We're like, oh shit, who's this guy? Now, now I'd be like, oh, Karrion Cross is someone we have to watch. <laughs> it's the same thing. Holy shit, we're just a casual fan of AEW. <laughs> God damn. Head explode. God damn. <laughs> Head explode. <sighs> I did not expect that. See? Good on you. Thanks. I just came up with that now. I'm, Good I'm, on you. I'm kind of smart. Um, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch this. That's the same reason why I, I, I want to. I really do want to get into like BT, like as for on, full on, disclosure. On YouTube. I still have not watched that episode this week. I'll see. So okay, it <laughs> came out yesterday. <laughs> you haven't seen it for the past. At all. God no, never. I've never. I've never seen it. I've never seen. It. It's time. <laughs> it's all about time and, and the lack thereof. That's twenty minutes. I, I don't <sighs> fine, have the fine, time fine. to sit on a Tuesday night and right. watch eighteen hours of dark. <laughs> eighteen hours. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of wrestling. And the reason it's so long is because Tony is such a nice guy. Mm. He just brings people in and be like, hey, listen, we'll just give you a couple matches. And then if we don't like you, you can fuck off. And if if we do like you, we'll keep you around. <laughs> mm. Wheelie Yuta is apparently someone that they did like. They did like, yeah. So 
you know what? Yeah. Good on him for for getting on dynamite, and uh, I will still not be able to watch. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to watch that shit. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. I can't. I just started DC's Titans. How am I going to watch? <sighs> Hang on. Is it good or bad? I absolutely love that show. Really? Good. I, lo- Thank I, God. I love that show. If you would have said it's bad, I would have stopped. No. I'm nope. three episodes in. I would have nope. been okay with just nope. taking the L off. Watch it all. Watch cool. it all. All right, cool. It's an amazing show. Forget we even talked about that. <laughs> um, Titans is amazing. Go ahead. I, that being said, I will be watching Rampage. No, so will I. I think it's all about being on national television. That's, <laughs> there you go. There it is. I will only watch stuff that is on national television uh-huh. and BTE. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I'm not going to watch anything else. Grant, I never really watched, you know, NXT before it went to USA. I right. did like right. the like the past year, but it was on 8 years before that. <laughs> you know, so what so check back with us in uh. 2030. We'll probably be watching Dark Elevation We'll by still then. be doing this podcast and just <laughs> <laughs> Talking about uh, John Cena Jr. coming out and turning on his dad. Um, and joining the bloodline. And joining the bloodline. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> who's, now, who's now got grandkids. John uh, Cena doesn't even have a junior yet. We're going to get nine-year-old John Cena if he's born today. Hey, we, we got Hook and he's nine. Um, let's see. So Sammy Guevara. <laughs> he, he really is. The whole point of this was Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Yuta. And Sammy Guevara takes the win, but... Uh, not without Wheeler getting his shots and ends. He, he Sam McGraw is just gonna at some point will be champion of something, um, because he is he is way over. <laughs> like the, his 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 uh progression from when he first debuted with that stupid panda hood on his head. <laughs> You're talking about Sammy. Sammy, yes. I'm talking about Wheeler. No, like, how no, the hell do you know no. this? No, <laughs> when we, when Sammy debuted, and from that point up until now. Like he's they they've done an amazing job with his promotion and his character development, um, and good on him for for you know being that that person to uh, take every shot that can possibly take, especially with those matches that he had with Matt Hardy. Um, those matches made him uh, so so kudos to him, but he took he took the win here. Uh, and again, watch out for Wheeler Yuta, uh, y- Yuka Sakazaki taking on Penelope Ford uh, in her return. She got a huge pop. Like her first time, they they made her feel welcome after coming back at sixteen months being away, uh, Yuka. And so uh, sixteen months, sixteen months. Yeah, I mean that's. But COVID. she was in the what you call it? That's COVID. No, but she was in the, the in the tournament. Yeah, but she lost. Uh, oh, that's not sixteen months. But from she was AEW. Made her return to AEW for the first time in sixteen months. I mean, technically right. You technically you're right, but she 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 wasn't in a match. Like that was shown on air. Like she was just—they showed her. Why couldn't it, they just say America? They, okay, Yuka Sakazaki made her return to AEW in America for the first time in 16 months. There, because Joe Joe needed it. No, 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 no. Yuka Sakazaki made her return to America for the first time in 16 months. That's what I would have said. To AEW in America for the first time in 16 months. I would have just said to America. Okay. Period. How do you know she hasn't been back? Because she hasn't been on television. So she has to be on television to be back in, All right, in America. You got me. <laughs> You got me. What, uh, listen, uh, you're right though. Hands you're, on the table. You got me. <laughs> but you're right though. You're right. She has. It's been a, in, on AEW in America. Anyway, she won. Um, <laughs> anyway, she won. Next. She won. She won. <laughs> and she got a huge pop too. And Penelope Ford, you know, I'm 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 in love with a lot of women in wrestling. But her, every every but well not every. 
I, like Shayna could definitely do without. But I will yeah, say this: <laughs> I will say this. Her entrance is probably one of the best of any woman in all of professional wrestling. Penelope Ford? Yes. Why? Because she does a jumping split <laughs> onto the mat. Oh, like we haven't seen that before. Still amazing. It doesn't doesn't get old. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. She jumps up, she does a split on the mat, and the entire crowd goes, oh! Outstanding. Um, you're absolutely right. The I, main, don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> the main, I just want you to, Shout out Melina. That's I, all I'm going to say. I'm, thank you. There you go. Melina. Uh, and then our main event, which was a coffin match with Ethan Page taking on Darby Allen And Ethan Page... Yes. There you go. There's your applause. Absolutely outstanding match. And shout out to Ethan Page for... Showing at least myself something that I didn't know he had in him, which was basically a hardcore match. Yeah. Um. Because holy shit, the two of them went at it, man. And this was insane from the beginning to the end. And what I mentioned in the beginning, as far as getting the outside element out of the way. Uh huh. So the commentators made reference to uh, uh, Scorpio Sky not being anywhere near them. They they pulled out the the coffin. They rolled it down the ramp. Ethan yeah, Page those pallbearers were, were struggling a little bit. Very, yeah, it was a little heavy, a little heavy piece of wood. Um, why does this piece of wood look like it has roughly 200 pounds next <laughs> why to it? Is it like, so hard to pull? So hard to pull. Um, and then Darby Allen comes out uh, down the ramp with his skateboard, ends up next to the, the coffin, and out pops said Scorpio Sky, which yeah. was great. I thought that was perfect. Uh, that was a perfect spot. And then. One of the biggest pops of the night for 63, am I correct, in that age? 62. 62. I'm to look that up to confirm right now. Freaking Sting, who is in his 60s, can still wrestle. Meanwhile, we'll get to Monday Night Raw in a second. Um, comes out to uh, clear out Scorpio Sky. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. I saw 69, and I just... He's I just, definitely not 70 years old. No, I just realized it was the police thing. Oh, <laughs> I gotta keep going. <laughs> you gotta clarify what Sting AEW. <laughs> sixty-two. There's he's sixty-two. Yes, the sixty-nine Six, Sting. Sixty-nine. What? Sixty-nine Sting does everything. Every little thing she does is magic. But this yeah. one and tantric ta- yoga. Tantric yoga can go for hours. But this one, <laughs> with this one, takes out uh, the trash. And so he took out Scorpio Sky, which did the same thing. They bookended each match of the night with taking everybody out from through the, the crowd. Um, they did not show on the on the uh, on the air though that he he attempted to do a, a uh, scorpion splash and missed uh, on on uh, Scorpio Sky. Very confusing with these these names. Um, Scorpio, Scorpio, Scorpion, Scorpion, Scorpion Deathlock. What are we doing? <laughs> we got to change that up. Um, so they went into the crowd and that was it. He he bashed uh, Scorpio Sky with a trash can uh, that looked very painful. Um, meanwhile. Back in the ring, the uh, Ethan Page took the Ethan Page took out the um, the, the the turnbuckle. Ethan Page took took the took out the turnbuckle, and towards <laughs> going for, further into the match, he was going to basically hook Darby Allen with the end of it. So on the mm-hmm. end of the turnbuckle, there's a hook that that goes into the 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 post. On the the end, so it stays up. He t- Darby Allen took the hook and put it in his mouth. He fish hooked him. He fish hooked Ethan Page. Fish hooked. Fish hooked him. There we go. And looked like it was going to pierce his cheek. It looked very painful. It and did. and uh, you know, kudos for taking that spot. Um, I just want to point out my favorite spot of the night mm-hmm. was the very first spot of the evening. 
Which was? Inside the ring, I want to specify. Okay. When Darby Allen came out with the steel plate strapped to his back mm. and looked almost exactly oh, like yeah, Clint Eastwood in yes. a fistful of dollars. Yes. Woo! Yes. Woo! <laughs> I popped so hard he, when I see him take off yeah. his jacket and the steel plate right behind him. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally forgot did about I that. Did I have yes. to look up which movie it was? Yeah, I did. But still, it was amazing. Fistful of Dollars, which was then uh, mimicked in Back to the Future Back 3. The future. Thank you very much. Which is then mimicked here by Darby Allen. Uh, he, he jumped a in. A mimic of a mimic of a mimic. Just triple mimic. He, yep. he jumped into him, weirdly enough, in the beginning of the match, like back first. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? And then yeah, he, he seemed uh, immediately very hurt. I was like, what are you doing? He seemed very hurt. And then he took off his shirt and he had steel plates on his chest. <sighs> Um, let's fast. Amazing. Let's fast forward to the the end here because it just I I don't think I don't know how how Ethan Page is alive. Um, Ethan Page's entrance music. I'm sorry, the Men of the Year's entrance music. Yes, is is awesome. Is is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Uh, Ethan Page was outside of the ring. Fast forward to the end here. Ethan Page was outside of the ring, and Darby Allen took his skateboard. And Ethan Page conveniently bent over on the edge of the, the, uh, the, the good Lord, apron, Use your words. apron, there you word, go. words are good. Um, and basically jumped onto Ethan Page's back with the skateboard. Page falls into the coffin. Match is over. Ding, yep. ding, ding. Music hits, blah, blah, blah. We then see Darby Allen. You know, post the crowd, he's doing his thing, and then looks at the coffin again, moves the coffin closer to the apron, drops the skateboard, jumps on to the rope again, music stops, jumps up to the top. He So again, the coffin is outside the ring. He jumps onto the top rope and does a coffin splash, which if you aren't aware, is him basically dropping back first. He dropped into the coffin. With Ethan Page in the coffin. Even the slightest amount of error would have landed him on one of the sides and would have very severely fucked up his career. Yeah, absolutely. He managed to perfectly place right himself in the middle of the coffin. Right smack dab and that in the wasn't, middle of that coffin. It wasn't like an Undertaker coffin. Like those things are huge. This was a small coffin. No, here's the thing an Undertaker coffin is an actual coffin. Hmm. Like with lining and stuff that people are actually buried in. This is a thing that they this just made just backstage. This is just plywood that they made backstage. <laughs> yes. But it did also have to hold Scorpio Sky going right. the entire way down the ramp. Right. And the only reason I'm certain that it had to hold him is because we didn't get the pop of Scorpio just rushing in and going in. The, in hmm. You know, there was no camera angle. He had to be in that coffin. Right, right. So the, that plywood had to hold 200-something pounds. Yeah. But it was also made out of shit wood. Out <laughs> of <laughs> shit wood. <laughs> And just it's so insane. It was such an insane spot and way to fade to black. Like that was the end of the night, and just n- never expected that. You thought the match was over. The coffin was closed. Ethan lost, and that's it. But he really lost with this body on top of just wood coming on top of him and crashing down on him. Just, just an amazing night. Fighter Fest one, and I'm hoping Fighter Fest two just be just as good. Um, so let's get into. Uh, WWE here. Okay. So, we had the chairman come out and said six words. The six best words in all sports entertainment. And, that, and then walked away. Wait, what was it? Does it say what it said there? No. I think it was, where the hell have you been? That's it. And I was waiting for the impression, away. and that was it. And he walked back. 
the, the crowd went nuts. He said, where the hell have you been? Walked back, and that was it. <laughs> That's all he had to say. Um, and then kicking things off, this is this would never happen. Like, well, I guess it would happen, but it doesn't normally happen with WWE. Usually they have a, a mic uh, segment going on and talk for 20 minutes. We kick things off with a match, and not just any match. Uh, main event in any other time frame, but this is Roman Reigns and Usos taking on Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio in a six-man tag. Um, uh, you know what? I like the idea of this chair thing being used by Edge. <laughs> and, and now Because it brings a new level to his character. It does. Nice violent level. Um, Which Edge you know. didn't really need. He didn't need another violent aspect to it. He was already violent. On uh, occasion. On occasion. Uh, if need be. <laughs> so, uh, and the Bloodline actually take the win on this one, which would kind of be a uh, foreshadowing of things to come. Um, so, yeah. And then yeah. I, I'm also, I also want to point out, speaking of hypocrisies, um, we had, well, well, I'll get into it when we talk about uh, Money in the Bank. So really quickly with SmackDown. So we had uh, this match here. We had a return. So Sami Zayn is in the ring or gets in, gets to the ring talking about his conspiracies and all that good stuff. And then you hear the music and it's the return of Finn Balor to SmackDown. What do you think of... And, and, and by the way, this even before we started recording, this was something that was kind of lost in the shuffle as far as returns because there were so many. But it's a shame because he's so great that we didn't get to. I mean, I that wasn't on the forefront of my mind for with everything else that happened this weekend. But yeah, he came back and he uh, attacked Sammy and did the uh, the, the kurkra and uh, had the crowd going. There's one thing that I don't like about this. Sure. And it's just a simple fact that if you notice his entrance from NXT, mm. it's different than this entrance. Well, the bad guy entrance, he only does the one hand up, but the good guy entrance, he does both. But he wasn't a bad guy. In NXT. He was over in NXT. He was over in NXT, but he was kind of a heel. He was a heel persona. He was kind of a heel. Like, Prince is not a uh, good okay, guy. Okay, but who was the heel in the in the Finn Balor versus Adam Cole match? Mm, it was Cole. I mean, I guess, yeah. He's more of a tweener. Cole is also. Well, he was a tweener in NXT. He's not a tweener here. He's not, and that's what I don't like. Okay. I think he needs to have that grit about him mm. and just make it so that he's just a straight up no nonsense dude mm. him coming in and doing the it was the two uh that's what i'm saying he does yeah slaps. yeah the two slaps the two slaps when he did it twice i was like Fuck. He's, he's back to being a, a good guy <laughs> that's not what i wanted at all he's back to being a good and guy. he's also wearing colors did not want that <laughs> he wanted he wanted just all black uh finn i got you um, so Finn Balor is is back on SmackDown, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like. Well, again, we'll talk we'll talk about NXT in a bit. He better win the Universal Championship. Get that back. Um, let's see, we had uh, Shotzi and Knox. Since we can't say full names anymore, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox uh, <laughs> defeated <laughs> Natalia and Tamina again. Um, uh, I want to just point one thing out about that, please. I don't like how Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega were on commentary for the simple fact of that was the best thing about that match to me. It was the two of them. It was the two of them on commentary. Mm-hmm. 
if you're trying to make people watch the match, don't have the people on commentary outshine the people who are actually wrestling inside the ring. Good point. You know? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. That being said, Zelina Vega's character, when she's just like, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. It was ridiculous. And also, why can't I say Tegan Knox? Shotzi, I get that one. Okay, I mm-hmm. can deal with. Mm-hmm. I can deal with her shortening it, like a like a like a Rusev. I get that. Like a Cesaro, I get it. But Tegan Knox is almost the same amount of syllables as Shotzi. <laughs> it just it sounds like a law firm. Shotzi, Shotzi and, Knox. and Knox, attorneys of law. Uh, Shotzi Knox and Luxembourg, attorneys <laughs> of law. We had our Women's SmackDown Championship with uh, Bianca Belair and Carmella. And uh, since Bailey was forced out, we had this match here, not happening on Money in the Bank, but on SmackDown. Uh, and uh, Bianca uh, retains against Carmella. Uh, if that match was on Money in the Bank, it would have been the allotted five hours and 22 minutes that Peacock set aside for it. They said, Yeah, that was the other thing, too, is that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that and all the things that came with peacock uh cesaro defeating otis uh via dq since that was the only way to do it because you're gonna you can't bury cesaro even though you're burying him already and otis is on the on the come up um i did find it funny though that they had the before the match they had the um the running there you go running with otis shut up we had the run with with Otis and Cesaro backstage, and then if you watch it before it goes to commercial, when it fades to black, you see Cesaro immediately get up. <laughs> like he's he's like so Otis knocked him out. He's he's hunched over on the, on the floor, and then it's like starting to fade to black, and Cesaro immediately just like pops up. Uh, Kevin Owens, poor poor Baron Corbin. Um, I don't know about you, but I think Baron Corbin's trying to turn face. I can see that. Right? Yeah. Have all the sympathy points. Well, I know I, I, I kind of saw it, but I, I did find it very funny that he had a, uh, a GoFundMe <laughs> for a hundred thousand dollars. It would just put me back on my feet if yeah. you just give me a hundred thousand dollars. What was it? Uh, go to CorbinFund.com. <laughs> is it CorbinFund.com? Yeah, it is. All right, I'm going there right now. Hold on. Live as we record. Is it Cor- Corbin? F- CorbinFund.com. Let's see what happens when we go to CorbinFund.com. It, <laughs> holy shit, it's there. Corbin Fund Me. Baron Corbin Fund. Targeted goal $100,000. Due to financial difficulties, this page is currently under construction. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. However, Baron Corbin finds strength in the ongoing support and prayers from the WWE Universe and looks forward to your donation soon. That is absolutely amazing. You know what? Kudos on just thinking outside the box. <laughs> thinking outside the box and having stupid things like this. You made up a whole website just for this one stupid picture. It's it, it's a it's a website. It has three dejected photos of Baron Corbin that you can actually click on and zooms in. <laughs> and you get to see him in all his dejected glory. <laughs> uh, just absolutely outstanding. You know what? I, I Again, we shit on them and sometimes. People but tell WWE, people say that WWE doesn't know how to tell stories. Oh, well. Keep saying that every week. Um, yeah, that's that's outstanding. Good, good, for, good for them. That is awesome. CorbinFund.com. Uh, let's see here. So Kevin Owens gives him a stunner <laughs> for his request of money. He stuns him. Uh, let's see here. Seth Rollins in in, in the Fatal Four Way match, uh, which is just an uh, amazing match that uh, Kevin Owens pretty much died for. Uh, so did King Nakamura. Uh, 
did a did a splash off of the ladder onto Nakamura on the table on the announcer table. Um, Seth Rollins gets the win, and th- that's what I thought was going to be a side of things to come, but it was not. Uh, just back, everybody's back. We're live. We're back. SmackDown was outstanding, uh, and not as not just as always, but even more so. Because the fans are there. Pat McAfee cut a promo on Michael Cole before the show started, and it was awesome. Yes. What did he say? Uh, uh, Michael Cole hates the city of Houston, <laughs> and he moved out because of how much he hated it. Or some, it was something along those lines. <laughs> the crowd just went nuts. Yeah. Did you see? Did I, I? I'm pretty sure I sent that to the two of you. Did you see the pop that Pat McAfee got? Yeah. First of all, he came out yeah. to Seven Nation Army. Yes. Great song to come out to. Yes, absolutely. It's almost a guaranteed pop no matter what. Yes. And then the just the pop that he got was amazing. I actually I think Peter Rosenberg was just like, You got a pop McAfee. He was recording it. You got a pop McAfee. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. Um I love that he just tried to uh bury uh Cole even before he came out. Uh so that was that night uh for SmackDown. Let's get into Money in the Bank. Man, oh man, what what an outstanding pay-per-view. From beginning to end, every single match was just good. I, I'm look, looking at this entire card, there was no bad matches in every single one. All, all. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that, that Raw, oh, that Raw Tag Team Championship match. Um, With Styles and all. And, well, okay, all right. It was all right, it was but all right. if you I had to say, say one of them was the worst on the card, okay, yeah, that, that one was okay, the worst on the card. The weakest one. Okay, fine. The, that's fine. But... They could have put that. What they could have? Well, I mean, everything. They should have put that on the on the pre-show. They could right. They, this is all in hindsight, but they could have switched the SmackDown with the Raw. The head of the table didn't have enough pull to get the Usos on the main card. And I they think. Had to... I, I think it was just because since they were the main event and they were going to be involved in the main event to put them as far away from them as mm-hmm. they could. True. Um, but they still should have been on the main card and have the Raw on uh, again. All in hindsight, but. The pre-show was the Usos taking on the Mysterios for the championship, and just it's just amazing. And I, I give kudos to Dominic for how far he's come, yeah, um, as a wrestler. Uh, I did like the the uh, how they ended up because it was a roll up, but it wasn't that. Uh, Jimmy was was it Jimmy? I believe it was Jimmy that was in the ring with yes. with Ray that he threw him into the 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 corner turnbuckle. Rolled him up for the pin, and then uh, Jay comes pulled the Carmella, pulled the Carmella, and pushed pushed his feet against his back <laughs> yeah. to give him the leverage to win. And now we have seven time. I will be so happy if that becomes a thing. That should be a thing because then referees can't really see that. Yeah, they can't. That's that's yeah, that's amazing. It's like uh-huh. the it's like the feet on the rope. It's the same. It's the same thing. Right, but it's easier to see the feet on the rope as opposed to some other random feet behind your butt this is very true i did <laughs> want to point out something that steven texted me sure while this match was going on yeah actually right after it ended right before the main card started he mm-hmm. goes quote i guess if you want to get a push in wwe you just got to get arrested <laughs> <laughs> by the way well, by the way speaking of which uh do you see what trended worldwide afterwards was uh, get a dui <laughs> trended after they won the belts yep Oh, in the Usos, fans. In the Usos case, it's uh, get a haircut and get a DUI. Get a DUI. Oh, fans, <laughs> you guys are clever. Clean uh, your act up and don't be a slob. <laughs> uh, the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, 
definitely didn't, didn't go the way I expected it to go. I don't think anybody expected it to I go don't that think, way. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected it. I did expect... Uh, I, I, my pick was Liv Morgan uh, to win it, and yours was? Uh, Zelina. Zelina. Uh, some unexpected pops throughout the night was, well, Liv Morgan was, was kind of sort of unexpected. Liv Morgan got a big pop. Naomi got Naomi a big pop. Naomi got a huge pop. Naomi got a huge pop. Uh, is she from there? <laughs> no, she's from Orlando. Okay, well, that's just weird. <laughs> okay, good. Listen, uh, take what you can get. Uh, that was that was an unexpected pop. That was a, um, a genuine pop that was garnered by her being pushed so far down the card. Mm. Just being like, we like this person and we want to see her do well. That was a legitimate pop. Yeah. Not for any other reason other than her wrestling ability. Would she or should she join the bloodline? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. But right. but she has to win the belt. I think they should make a women's bloodline. With who? You have Naomi, mm-hmm. Tamina, who's Naomi's, and Nia Jax. Oh, who's okay. Naomi's? She's married. No, no to I'm a saying, Uso. but that's yeah, but that's like by by marriage. I'm talking about like an actual yeah. like bloodline. I a bloodline by marriage. Okay, by injection. Yeah, got it. Uh, it's either that or you you have to bring in a woman into this mix. Yeah, you have. Two, you have two of them. I think you should have Naomi. Well, you have only one of them that's actually part of the bloodline. The other one is Samoan, and by, you know, ipso facto, she's related to an NOIE of some sort. <laughs> I think, yeah. If you can get Nia Jax, Nia Jax Tamina. If you want to do the bl- actual bloodline, uh, it would have to be Nia Jax. It's the only way. Right. She's the only one that, right, quote, right, right, right. hang on. Right. She's the only one that, quote, shares blood. <laughs> right. Because the only... It still boggles my mind that the only reason they're related is because Peter Maivia and the Wild Samoans had a blood oath or something like that. Like mm. they, 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 yeah, they, it's, they, this is what I'm picturing. Like they, they, they their, all cut, cut their, their hands cut their wrist, and then shake hands. Their palms and That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Um, so the women had their match, uh, and kudos outstanding match, uh, Oh, end of the another match, big pop please. that we forgot. Yes. When Alexa took off her clothes. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> when Alexa revealed her new gear. Yes. Wild pop. The whole crowd came unglued. You know, which would, rightfully so. I, she looks amazing. <laughs> Even with all the, all the dark yeah. bags around her. Not bags. The dark makeup around her eyes mm-hmm. and shit. That, Outstanding. Beautiful. Um, I... I and funny enough, I didn't pop for that costume. I popped for another costume, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, they had the three ladders lined up together, and they were all, which I don't know if I've ever seen that that kind of spot, where they were all on top of the ladders. No, that was a first. That was, which was impressive. And then having, The whole ending of this was a first. Yes. So, That's okay. why I all liked right. it. So the whole ending was all six ladies of the set, of, excuse me, all seven, seven ladies, ladies of the eight were on top of the ladders at the very top, ne- yes. next to the, the the briefcase, all reaching for it. And then Nikki, ASH, comes climbing up behind them, grabs it, and wins. Yeah, it's just it was just like oh, so like okay, <laughs> Here, I'm just going to take this opportunity to grab it and win. Um, and then ran the fuck out of there, which rightfully she, so. She flew out of there. Aha. Ah, baba. Aha. <laughs> Uh, see AJ Styles and uh, Omas taking on the Viking Raiders, and they they win because Omas apparently can not be beaten at all. He should, uh, he should just immediately challenge Lashley for the open challenge, <laughs> just yeah. and then you would have had a new champ. 
Uh, speaking of which, Bobby Lashley taking on Kofi Kingston. This was my pop for costume because Kofi Kingston came out, and being as old as I am, I was a huge fan of He-Man as a kid. Oh, he came so dressed out as Skeletor and had the, instead of it saying He-Man on the back, it said New Day in the same uh, type. I popped hard <laughs> when I saw the purple and the whole getup that he had a Skeletor. I popped hard. You want to know something funny? I'm like, I know that from somewhere. It's from him. I just don't know where. I, I love that they do those. And I'm surprised I even knew. Uh, I even knew it in the first place. Now that you're saying it's from him, and I'm like, I, I can't. Even. That's the first thing I saw. I saw that right on his ass. It, it says New Day. That same script is the same print as uh, He-Man. Don't you? I do. It's, it's back there on the, yeah. on the table over there. You go get it. <laughs> Yeah, so Kofi got his ass kicked, though. <laughs> so there was that. Um, and he immediately took to uh, social media to apologize to the fans. Uh, so Lashley gets the win. Um, see, Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley. We, we have a new champ. And Which, at the time, I did not like. Well, right. It, it's all in hindsight. So we have a new champion, and she got a huge uh, pop when she got that win because... Man, if if these crowds weren't split anymore, I, I don't know what to do. Because it's like it's it's on all three nights. They were all just like split down the middle of who they liked, who they didn't, didn't like. And you know what? It was a classic That's wrestling amazing. crowd. That's amazing. It, I, I it really that. was. I, I love that. I love that they, they, they can do that. Um, uh, Charlotte is now a 14-time champion. By the way. She has won 14 different belts, including her tag, a, NXT. tag and NXT titles. Which you never recognized on, on Raw, but we'll get to that. Um Again, McMahon shitting on NXT. Uh, so Flair was your was your new Raw Women's Champion. I wrote before you get into it. I wrote down exactly. Did not want to see Rhea lose the title, but if this means that Nikki Ash takes it off Charlotte, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I wrote that down in my notes for Money in the Bank. I don't know. Not after Raw, whatever. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, so we have that men's Money in the Bank, another banger of a match, and uh, I. Picked Big E to win it, and look who won. It was Big E. Uh, clock is right twice a, twice a day. Uh, let's see here. That it is, my <laughs> So let's see, you got Big E as, a, as your new men's, uh, women's, men's, women's, men's money in the bank. Let's use words. Uh, winner. And then I'm just trying to get to the main event here because. The, hang on. The worst timing, though, of, of Peacock going down. Oh, shit. Right. So there was that. Uh, so Big E's coming out. And but by the way, it, Not, for me it happened when it happened when, way before when Boogs and 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 who was who's with them Riddle when Riddle and Boogs are backstage that's when it fucked up really so it happened for me when the women's Money in the Bank was going on and if all of a sudden I immediately get the little circle the yellow circle going around and then it went off and I'm like what the shit is this I try to get it back on nothing nothing was happening it was completely off um and then it happened again during the Biggie match so. And, and everybody went to Twitter and went nuts on, on Peacock. This is not the first time this has happened. This has happened multiple times. This is the first time it's happened to me. It's happened multiple times on, on pay-per-views, at least for me and other people uh, online. So, Do they just not have the bandwidth? to? I don't know if they have the capacity to have. I don't know if they expected or under-expected to have as many people as they did. I don't know what they what did they think that was going to happen. Like all these people from the network who are watching this exclusively, getting the network. This is only in America, too. I know. It's not like it's worldwide. It's only for America. So what did what did the network do? What did WWE do when they had their network and all the pay-per-views were just on the network? And that was worldwide. And we could watch them and without were, any fuck-ups. They were fine. <laughs> it was fine. And I could start from the fucking beginning. And I could start from the beginning. And I could pause. <laughs> Actually, I meant I meant to ask you about that. I was watching it. On my, I was at work. Mm. I was watching it on my phone. And I'm able to rewind it. 
Live. Live. Okay. So is, is might it be like new. that? That might be new. No, I've, it, on my phone, if I watch a Peacock, a, a WWE pay-per-view on Peacock, mm-hmm. I'm able to rewind it hmm. for as long as I've been doing it, which at this point has been three months. <laughs> huh. I, so maybe it's just... Gotta look into that. Because I have Apple TV. That's what I watch it on. Mm-hmm. You watch it on... My PS4. PS4. So um, is it just the phones? What the, in in your words, what the shit is what that? What the all shit about? is that? <laughs> what the shit? The well, I've been nice to know as far as news goes because that was a huge deal when Peacock first came out. Like, why the hell? Why why the hell uh, can we rewind or pause live TV? I know it makes no sense. Uh, so Biggie won the the Money in the Bank, um, and and good for him. And then the main event, with which had Reigns against Edge. Uh, can I just say my favorite my favorite spot of the night was Reigns going for the spear on Edge and Edge moving out of the way and knocking over the barricade and then Edge coming back around for the last piece of barricade that was still standing and speared him into that the little the little <laughs> the littlest piece of barricade that's it really still was like the smallest like three foot wall it was so funny <laughs> that that Roman Reigns just happened to be standing in front of like sure I'm just gonna go for this too and he just speared him right through it uh I did like the I thought that that might have been one of the best matches I've seen front to back yeah the psycho <clears throat> excuse me the psychology of that match mm. from the very beginning. To the very end of it, and then after, right, was perfect. And I don't care what anyone says. That might have been my favorite match of all time. Of all time, of all, all time. time, of all time. Wow, that was a all time a banger of a match. I loved it. All time. All time. Just the match, not what happened afterwards. But are you including that as well in, in your in your I, assessment of this match? I am including that. All time. You're All putting time. this in front of every single match you've ever seen in your life as the best match you've ever seen. Yes. Ever. Yep. Wow. Okay. You've heard it here first, folks. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I will confidently say that. All right. Until the next now listen. best match of all time happens. Exactly. Next week. Exactly. <laughs> best match of all time. Now, okay. I said that's the best match of all time. The greatest match of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shut your mic off. <laughs> the greatest match and the best match. Um, that's like WWE. This is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> towards the end of the match, the referee gets knocked in, in his knee. Which referees just are, are referees are like baseball players in that they're so. As my father used to say, God, "God rest his soul." He used to say that baseball players are the most fragile human beings on the planet Earth. And did he ever watch soccer? And well, this is just <laughs> no, he did not. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> this is not. He's not. That makes more but, sense. But uh, referees come in a very close second. Then, and I will, yeah. I will say that at any time they get knocked in any 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 way. Uh, they were out for the entirety of the match. So, he, so Charles Robinson gets hit in the knee. Gets like kind of little tapped niche. in the little niche. Gets tapped in the knee. He's he's out for the count. Like he's done. Uh, Reigns then goes to get the chair leg, as the, is the new thing now to put into Edge's mouth. Edge blocks it with his thumb, <laughs> strong thumb. Turns it around and puts it on Reigns. 
So now Reigns is about to pass out, and who comes in the ring from the crowd but Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he's upset with Edge for getting the, the chance that he didn't get and kicks him right in the head. <laughs> it's like That kick. That looked, that looked like the deal. <laughs> that, that looked like it would hurt anybody. Yeah. Especially someone who had to take 10 years off his career because he had neck, neck injury. Right. <laughs> so now. When I saw that, I was like, no. I'm sure I'm sure Beth no. was backstage like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she's always, you know, every time you right. see her. Book it. Beth Phoenix versus Becky Lynch for SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> they should do that. Uh, do that. Do husband and wife versus husband and wife. <laughs> yeah. Do that now. Not husband and wife versus random pairing book together. <laughs> you want to? You want to fight? Let's fight. Let's let's fight them. Um. So, so and then you get their kids to fight each kids, other. <laughs> you get Edge Junior. Um. It's, it's well, they're all daughters. So. Edge Junior and Baby Man. <laughs> it's. <laughs> They're all girls, so they have to they have to fight in the, for the women's title. Um, Seth Rollins then comes back in, uh, or comes back up to the apron to interfere, and Edge kicks him in the head. <laughs> um, a lot of kicks in the head. A lot. Uh, comes back, turns around, gets speared by Roman, and gets the one, two, three. Reigns gets the win, gets on the mic, says, "Now you can all acknowledge me." Yeah, spin the belt. Uh, now you can all acknowledge me, and then. What? Do, 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 do. Good God! It was just like. Do, do, do. Uh, the... do, 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 do. I'm so happy you have the spinner here. I don't know what you're talking about. You know damn well what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was a chicken noise. Ah. Is that the Firefly Funhouse version? Boom. John Cena makes his his return, man. And, and I... And now white supremacist John Cena. How do you figure? Oh, I don't know if I've ever explained to you this. Oh. Apparently, oh, this is the new symbol for white power. Oh, yes, that is. The three. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The, the three, right. but not that way, the, with the circle. With the circle, right. Like you're throwing a change up. Yes, yes. So, honestly, the whole time I was looking when he came out, I was did like, is he still... Yeah, oh, yeah, he did. He still did it. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, listen, I mean, not saying that he's a racist, but... <laughs> I'm not saying he's racist either, but I think after that whole China incident, he had to my be way. like, all right, I think I needed to get my people back in my uh, well, my corner. <laughs> not enough to uh, change change his, his hand symbol. Uh, his, his yeah, hand symbol. what about the pinkies? Yeah, yeah, they... they when, he, when he was like this? Chakra. Yeah, yeah. Nope, not doing that. Nope. John Cena makes his return, uh, <laughs> gives the cameraman a high five. And uh, runs to the ring, basically says nothing but the, you can't see me in front of Reigns. One thing that I caught, other than anything else, sure. John Cena threw up a two sweet on his way out. Okay. Go back and watch it. The first thing you see when John Cena's on camera is him going too sweet. <laughs> and then he beelines to <laughs> yeah, the ring. That was it. <sighs> so Cena's back. Cena is back. And, and reports have him full time back. Yes. Uh, with the company. So that is good in that we don't want to have this bullshit with someone else that we are going to name. Full time until when? Full time until well, SummerSlam. I say SummerSlam, maybe WrestleMania. I will maybe. Maybe full time around that time. Yeah. Come back and, and, and do that again. Uh, let's get to Monday and then wrap up things here. So really quickly, um, kicking kick things off with... You ended it with the night before. You started over with with Cena. I didn't like this. Why not? 
I, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you too. I think John, the only reason John Cena came out on Monday Night Raw was because USA got butt hurt that they knew that he was He's going on SmackDown. He was going on to SmackDown on Fox. Right. Makes no sense. Why would you have a, a returning John Cena come to Monday Night Raw and challenge a SmackDown superstar? Here, here's here's why. Um, I think I, I I tend to agree with the whole USA butt hurt thing. But I do also agree that Vince and WWE had to take advantage of what was the biggest point of the night, the night before. Which if top you just, five pops of all time on on Sunday on Sunday, I I, I agree. Especially since everybody's back. Cena has back in the two room. of the top five pops of all time. I just want to point that out. Okay, it might also be one and five. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. He was also involved in what you call the greatest match of all time. Yes. Okay. So no 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 uh, the best match of all time uh, the best not the greatest best. greatest match of all time is a different story we'll get to that another time <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I think it was the the best move for them to do was to capitalize on the momentum that he finished off the night with with well, yeah, starting over him with your first live raw in front of a crowd in six however many months sixteen seventeen sixteen months, months. so. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, it was perfect. I understand what you're saying. Like he's now challenging someone from another, <laughs> from the other side. But I think you had to do it on this. And then him kind of carrying it into the riddle <laughs> match was was very funny. Um, basically, just having a conversation, saying "bro" back and forth. He, that was and, awesome. and, and Jimmy on on the commentary. I can <laughs> I can translate everything he just said from "bro" to "bro" to "bro." There was that right there. That one little moment. Gave Riddle such a rub backstage, probably. I'm sure. It's unbelievable. I'm sure. That might have been one of my favorite moments ever. I didn't mention also, by the bro. way, speaking of speaking of bro, I didn't mention also that during the ladder match, uh, I was specifically watching nobody else in the beginning of the match except for Riddle and Rollins. Because okay. I want to see how they oh, treat yeah, each yeah, other. Because yeah. they hate each other. I, I missed the beginning Legit of the Legit hate match. each other. Not like, anymore. Okay, not anymore. Do you know the Do you know the story behind that? Really I, quickly, vaguely. Go ahead. So, hit, Riddle's wife mm. went online and said something about the women's division being, you know, fat or something, <laughs> or, or them not being skinny. And so it was something along. It was it was body shaming women, mm. right? And there may have just I think there was like just so happened to be a picture of Becky Lynch in the tweet. <laughs> so Seth got real pissed at it. Mm. So then, eventually, a, a couple months later, this was. Either right before or right after Survivor Series of last year. Remember, yeah. Rollins just finger poked to Doom pretty much yes. and, and just fell to the ground. Yeah. So they went backstage and they had you know a conversation between Seth Rollins and, and, and Matt Riddle, and they squashed it apparently. Gotcha. Okay. But still, me being the only one that knows that, probably out of the three of us, you, me, and Steven, I think that they still go along the line. If someone get, does get traded to the other brand... I that's a good storyline right there, my friend. Yeah, very good storyline. Rollins and Bill. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there was an article that uh, I, I read about Edge really quickly. Edge did not like the. Or actually, he said he loathed the storyline that he had with Lita and Matt, Matt Hardy. He did not like that storyline at all. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Cena issued a challenge to Universal Champion Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. Called him an asshole, and it got censored. I was so angry. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's there's two. There's my hypocrisy uh, point. He two in the past two days. Oh, and also, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, everything's coming back to me now. All, I know. As Celine Dion said, it's all coming back to me now. So why did, why did first of all, why did Charlotte Flair get her middle finger blacked out to the crowd? Because they, they didn't want the people at home to see that. That's fine. But then you can repeat Lashley's promo saying the word bullshit twice yeah. and not censor that. Okay, got that. They censored Cena saying asshole. And you know, the only reason why you knew he said asshole because you can read his lips. He said asshole. The crowd went nuts. On terrestrial radio, you're allowed to call someone. You, you can't call someone an ass, but you're allowed to say the word ass. Can't say whole. You can't say whole. Right. Because that's in direct correlation to a body part. Okay. You can't say dick. You can't say penis. You can. No, you can't. Penis? On terrestrial radio? I'm talking about like FCC guidelines. I thought you could. I don't think so. Okay. The only ones I know of are are uh, uh, ass and bitch. So you can say bullshit, but you can't say asshole. Yeah. That makes no sense. This bullshit is saying like, oh, it's like a bull excreted over here. All right, that's his, from his body part. Yes, but it's not directly. It's still a curse. I don't know, dude. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to give someone the benefit we are of the talking, doubt. I don't even know why I'm doing it. We're talking semantics. Meanwhile, it's a curse word that he they, they didn't bleep out at all. But you, you you can't say asshole. You can't put do a middle finger. Middle finger is what you sticking it up that same hole. No, it's you can't do a middle finger. You can't say asshole, but you can say bullshit twice, and you can still have uh, MVP repeat it at the end of the night. Yeah, listen. It's it just it, everything. If you want to know what words you can and can't say, go listen to the George Carlin stand up. That's the only way thing. Okay, well, they, that's one of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> it was just a joke. It's just one of them. Or uh, listen to Blink One Eighty Two. There you go. Riddle and Viking Raiders defeating uh, Styles, Omos, and John Morrison. Jackson Riker and Elias uh, in a Symphony of Destruction match. I did like this. I, I don't like how it just came out of nowhere, but I did like it. It came out of nowhere, and they're still repeating the matches that they had in the Thunderdome era, but. But they didn't have a Symphony of Destruction they didn't, match. They did not have a Symphony of Destruction match, but they, they still they had many matches uh, before that. But now that it's in front of a crowd, it's, it's brand new. So hit the reset button. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you as far as far as things like, like when I saw this again, I'm like, we're doing this again. But I actually like this match. Um, Natalia and Tamina defeating Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And poor Reginald once again getting involved. And he is now dismissed from the group only to immediately win. There it is. The 24-7 title. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> from Akira. Uh, yeah, just I, I don't get it. Um, Me either. So Seamus defeating Humberto. Uh, I do like his entrance, his new entrance with the uh, the whatever you want to call them, uh, the, the images, the graphics yes. that they have on the, in, the, in the sky. <laughs> um, uh, with they're his... really up in their game on the. And by the way, the and also I, kudos to them also for their um, their their new like Tron because it's the entire damn wall. Yeah, it's huge. I, I mean, it. I would like the SmackDown fist back, but other than that, I do like this. <laughs> I, I think I, I I do like the, the full. Scream because it gives like such a, a visual to it. Uh, so Seamus wins that. Bobby Lashley offering an open challenge and the return of Keith Lee. Thank, thank God. Um, he gets mm. what? Uh, you don't like Keith Lee? I no, I do like. I love Keith Lee, but I just don't like how he just lost to Bobby Lashley. Well, he didn't just lose. I mean, he it was a legit match. It was it was a very good match. It was a very good match. He lost clean, but yeah, you're right. Um, well, you so, tell me two NXT superstars, two major NXT superstars lose back to back like that. Come well, on. that's that's very true because then Goldberg comes out. That's hashtag Vinny Mac. <sighs> hashtag Vince has no clue. Um, Goldberg then comes out and laughs in his face. And he says, "I'm next." <sighs> How old is he now? Fifty four. I don't know. 
So I'm he, not even going to look it up. I so Goldberg care. is, I believe, 54. And Sting is 62. And he can out-wrestle Goldberg even now. Yes. Um, I mean, he, could, he, he always was able to out-wrestle him. He was always able to. At, no matter forever, what. Forever. So for, for my friends Abe, my friend Stephanie, who's going to SummerSlam, you have... Really? Yes. Ooh. They're going to Vegas. You guys have the opportunity to watch a two-minute match with Goldberg. And you better boo the fucking shit out of him. Boo him, because the entire crowd was... Speaking of casual fans, that's the title of the show here. Uh, Goldberg... Uh, Nine, by the way. Popped. Got popped hard in the arena. And I call them all casual fans. Meanwhile, ten. online... <laughs> online, I wanted to go even ten. Meanwhile, online, he got ripped. He got shredded online. Like, why are we, why are we doing this again? The guy can't wrestle. But everything that we've ever said, I n- have never hated someone so much at wrestling standpoint as I do Goldberg. He's probably my least favorite wrestler of all time. Of all time. And that's not even like, I don't have to think about it. It's it's hands down. My least favorite wrestler of all time is Goldberg. Just because, he can't, first of all, he can't wrestle. And second of all, the idea of getting, speaking of getting pushed down your throat, uh, we had it with Roman Reigns. We were getting it with Drew McIntyre. But this is just absolutely ridiculous. And as I said before, I'll make a Blackjack 11. The casual fan appreciates him, and you want to get ratings. That's why you do it, because you're getting ratings. I'm pissed because Goldberg was really one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. It's it just it just bad. Like, that's what it sucks. Just, I absolutely hate him. The huge Goldberg fan back in the day. Goldberg and Sting. I hate that he is... You know why I hate and him? And Austin. I hate, I hate him because... because yeah. Why? Because he's white? Because, he's, because he's white and he's fighting a black guy, yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> why I hate him is because I'm so confused. I don't know which, which side to root for. Um, <laughs> the reason why I hate him is because he's he, not only can he not wrestle, but he's taking the spot of somebody else who should have that spot. Give it to well, Keith, yeah, Keith give Lee. Give it to Keith Lee. Put him in that SummerSlam match. Get get a program with him. Why is this a thing? When Keith Lee came out and 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 surprised everyone as being the uh, entrant, not entrant, the, the the person who answers the open challenge. I was like, oh, they're they're really moving forward with, with Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley. And then I realized, oh, it's just a fucking one-off. It's a one-off. I'm yep. so pissed. It's a one-off. Uh, so we have that match. Uh, so what I was going to say, my point was going to be, was that go, you guys, Stephanie, Abe, you guys have the unfortunate uh, uh, chance of having to go to the bathroom during this all two-minute match. So there's that bad news. But the good news is that your main event is going to be Cena versus Reigns. So there's there's a give and take. Um, John Cena with John Deere green and yellow. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> that was very it John was Deere. Awesome. Very John Deere. Uh, I did like that. Well, I did not like that. Either way, it didn't, I didn't, didn't like matter. it at all. It didn't matter to me. But they, I was going to say that they promoted him, Carrying Cross, as being on the show before they. It wasn't even like the music hit. Like it wasn't a surprise. It was like he's he's here. And he's here. Not only is he here, but he's here tonight. It was stupid. <laughs> you're going to see him tonight. So your NXT champion, which they recognized. Thank God. I mean, he has no choice. It's, it's on his his waist, and he's a champion. Cut the shit. Um, that he lost to Jeff Hardy with a roll-up. In, in a two-minute match. In a two-minute match. Why? So is McMahon proving a point? Yes. That NXT means absolutely nothing to him? Yes. Okay. So Vince can suck a dick. And then also, is NXT, my, my, my point from way back, and I'm, I'm cashing in on this, is NXT foreshadowing? Yeah, is is NXT uh, a third brand, as said, or is it developmental? 
Once and for here's, all. Once and for all, because you can't. My final statement. You can't tween on the line here. You have to either pick one or the other. Like you have all these guys who are like Organo and Cole and all these people who are legitimate wrestlers who can go over to Raw and SmackDown anytime they want. But you have this brand, air quote, that they put on them themselves saying that it's a brand, the third brand, like they did with, with Survivor Series and they swept the night just to kind of put the light on them. But now you have these people coming up that you're taking your, your – Over. Your, over, up. <laughs> they're, they're seeing it as up. But what is the, the point of having that if not to be a developmental league? I think that to Vince McMahon – It's in the name. It, to, to Vince McMahon and the cabal that he surrounds himself with, <laughs> it is developmental territory. Mm. To legitimately everyone else, including his son-in-law and daughter, it, it should be an equal third brand. Mm. To all the fans, the fans view it as an equal third brand. Not just the casual fans. Baker's, I mean, doesn't. That's dozen. Um Everybody thinks of it as as a, as a separate brand. They even build a whole Survivor Series around it. But now you just I, that I want to see what they do come November. That it won't be involved again. That last year, I was like, okay, it's not involved. They're they, they're they're doing it in their own different places, stuff like that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now you have fans back. You can actually gauge whether you can have it as a third brand or not. They had a bullshit ECW as a third brand, yet that NXT, this NXT can't be a third brand. That was a third brand, how, yeah. That, wasn't, how, that, that was not developmental at that time. It wasn't developmental at all. Matt Hardy was a champion, and they were part of the draft. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, Lashley. And John Morrison. John Morrison and Big Show were champs. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense in a really shitty belt. Actually, no, it was actually all right. Belt wasn't that bad. I actually, actually kind of liked it. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was, it was. It was a shitty gray. brand. It was a shitty brand. Belt was. Belt was okay. It was. was okay. Belt was okay. <laughs> it was a very shitty brand. And the best thing that they could have done was change the entire thing um, to NXT. But it, it's it's it, it is. Listen, I, let's claim it now. It's, it's it's developmental. It's it's somewhere that people can go. Work on their crafts and then work on their WWE craft and not just what they know as wrestlers, but how WWE runs their their show, and then be put over onto Raw or SmackDown if they if they so are they they can make it to that level. So you have Shotzi, you have Tegan, which at some point they were like Tegan's going to come out, get involved in this match as her, for return, and then the next night be uh, gone, ungone. That's it. So there's no payoff there. Um, it, it just it's it's frustrating, at least for me as a fan, to kind of watch these these products, and then all of a sudden now they're taken off. So who is Karrion Cross going to be losing to to drop the belt? I don't know. Like at what at what point are they going to be like? Since he just lost, I'm sure that's that's going to carry over. That that storyline is going to carry over onto tonight when they on NXT. That now what I would really like to see mm. is Jeff Hardy show up on NXT. Yeah. Now that'd be something. He would be perfect on NXT. He would be <laughs> awesome. He would be perfect on NXT. You have Mandy Rose now on NXT. I do like the fact that people. Okay, so now we're back to this. We're, we're just going so long now because I'm now I'm getting frustrated. The idea of you want to have it as a developmental, but you're bringing people back into NXT. So is it a third brand again, or is <laughs> are we developmental? It just it doesn't make any sense. So if Jeff Hardy, who is floundering and doing absolutely nothing for your for your Raw brand, right? He now, was on a losing streak. Until, he, until last until night. Until someone who was undefeated. 
until he, he beat someone who was undefeated. That, that Again, that blows my mind. So now Jeff Hardy beats him. Have him go to NXT. Fine. Do a swap. He wins the belt. Get Karrion Cross over to Raw. And then have him, you know, Karrion Cross flounder like every other NXT person that comes over. Uh, that Vince McMahon ruins. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, your, your main event, before I lose my shit here. Uh, your main event was Rhea Ripley versus uh, Charlotte Flair. And Rhea Ripley won uh, via disqualification. Because at the very last second, Charlotte bashes her in the head with the belt. Rhea Ripley then retaliates and uh, beats the shit out of Charlotte. Rolls, rolls her into the ring. And then what happens? We hear the music and Nikki Ash's music hits. And she comes running down. Her, that run. Her run. Was amazing. <laughs> so impressive. With the cape <laughs> swooshing in the back the cape flying that was awesome yeah I mean, the cape was flying and she comes running in and she immediately cashes in the next day i popped the next day i popped you i go ahead raw after the raw afters mm. are back <laughs> the raw the raw afters <laughs> i think they're finally back the last one we had was the raw after royal rumble and nothing fucking happened right the good brothers are still on on the fucking show mm-hmm. and so was uh oh, damn i just read this earlier today too now, whatever. Mm. Regardless, the Good Brothers are still on the show, and now they're completely making another name for themselves in a different territory. Sure. The Raw Afters, we finally got back with this cash-in. Nikki, A-S-H. <laughs> and when she turns heel, I really want her to go A-S-H, <laughs> like, like Britt Baker. Like DMD. That would be amazing. I was so happy. She cashed in. I was in. so happy for She her. cashed in, and she yelled at Charlotte. At least five times. Get up, get up, get up! Yelling, screaming at her. Does her crossbody? Gets the pin, and she. We have a new champ. We have a new women's champion. We have a new new. A new new, almost superhero in Nikki Ash, and that's how wrestling should be. This <laughs> also tells me they have to think something of Nick of of Karrion Cross. So why would you change her fucking name if you didn't care about the one guy? Well, I mean, in his debut, he lost. But they, it has to be leading to something. I bet he goes on a crazy run. I hope. They're just like, Goldberg's back. We can't have any correlation between undefeated people. <laughs> he can't go undefeated. He needs to lose at least the first one. Even though he's lost many times. Goldberg? Goldberg? Yes. I mean, yeah. But he did go 185,000 and 0. <laughs> That's the exact number. <laughs> That's the exact number. I, I would love to see. They should do, if WWE has a time, <laughs> during this whole between now and SummerSlam. Get Sam Roberts to do it. Get someone to edit every single one of his wins in WCW in the streak. I want I want a core a, a combination uh, 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 compilation compilation. Thank you. You're welcome. Correlation compilation of all of his wins. <laughs> Give like a, like two seconds of each one. Like spear, 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 jackhammer, jack. Just go through Not all even of them. That. Just I want to do see the three count. Well, that's three, three seconds. That's three seconds of each. But it's faster. Yeah. We just showed like it's half the match anyway. But that's a, <laughs> if you're talking about 185 and 0, that's a lot of matches. So you have to go through them all really quick. So I want a second of each one. Boom, boom, boom. Just do it really quick. I want to see because that number, according to everybody else, somehow it went from like 10 to 30 and 0 to 50 and 0 to like, 173 and 0. I want to know where these other matches, like were they on dark matches? Were they Saturday main event matches? I want to know where these hidden matches were that filled in the matches. Gap. I want. I want proof. <laughs> I want proof from all. I agree. I want proof. I want proof from all. Lay it out on the table. On the table. Nikki Ash is your new champion, and that's how Monday Night Raw ended with her on a t- on a chair, 
standing as tall as everybody else, <laughs> uh, even on the chair. She was standing just – there was one dude who must have been 6'4". Or six feet tall. The guy. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> the guy that always has the red hat. He's he's at, at every show. He's always yeah. in the front row. It's like Marlin's guy at every at every baseball. Yes, game. He, yeah, I'm telling you, he's the new guy, uh, the new front row guy. Um, but yeah, we have a new champion, and that is the end of that. And I am thoroughly happy with the this raw being absolutely amazing. <laughs> the WWE never, is back. I haven't said that in a, a long time. <laughs> I haven't said that in I don't know sixteen months. <laughs> That Raw was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is an amazing, amazing night of wrestling. Um, SmackDown, and, and this is the first time I'm going to say this, SmackDown was really good. Raw was outstanding. Yeah. Like, foreshadowing uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Raw. Now, I want to say that Raw did die down a little bit towards the middle, right after the Symphony of Destruction match, mm-hmm. leading up into basically Keith Lee and Karrion Cross losing back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, are you kidding me? Right. But this hammered it home, greatest Raw I've seen all year, guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, greatest one of, of the year. Greatest Raw since COVID happened. There you go. Absolutely. I can, I can say that. Absolutely. This was an outstanding Raw. Very cool Raw. Guys, thank you so very much uh, for listening to us babble. And I leave you with... Hold on. Hold on. One, two, three. Pat, I see you, buddy. Just amazing. Guys, thank you so very much for listening. Please tell your friends and your neighbors, Sons of Slam Show, in your ears. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Uh, let us know what you thought of not only our show, but every single show that we talked about. Uh, Fighter Fest Night 2 happening tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, the 22nd. We have NXT tonight. We'll see Karrion Cross's response. And if we do get Jeff Hardy switching and maybe winning the belt. Um, Jeff Hardy returned uh, to No More Words, his theme song. I forgot that. Oh, look at that. Good. Leave it alone. Guys, thank you so very much. My name is Chris Mindell. Reaper Joe Black. Uh, Today is Columbian Independence Day. I just want to point that out. So shout out to all my Colombians out there. Adios. They're not not Mexican. Sons of Slam podcast.